Hey y'all! Hey everybody! Welcome to Ghostbusters Afterlife discussion. A little chat, a little live show here on the new YHS channel. We thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Have some friends joining us a little bit later. It's been one year since the release of Ghostbusters Afterlife. We've been celebrating it all week, and we're live here on the Yes Have Some podcast. We appreciate you guys being here on a Abby, what night is it? Um, I think it's a Thursday. Thursday it's night. Thursday. Very mm-hmm. cool. Uh, well, we appreciate <laughs> I, I I lost all track of time. It's fine. It's fine. We got some music going. Let me kill the music before we get one of those copyright strikes. Mm-hmm. My name is Craig Goldberg. Welcome to the show. Joining us late. as always. It's too late. It's too late. Copyright us all you want. Who sings that? The Bus Boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was their other? Hit? I think we should just listen to the this whole soundtrack before we yeah. start. That should be the show. That could be. I think mm-hmm. people might enjoy it. Uh, welcome to the I show, would. guys. Uh, joining us, my co-host, as always, Jacob Walsh. What's up, man? Hey, I'm really excited to be here tonight talking about Clerks 3 with you guys. That is not why we're here. That no. is Clerks, Clerks Afterlife. That is the nope, wrong... I wasn't even works. supposed to be here. This title still works. That's the wrong third. That's mm-hmm. the wrong three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, no, we are going to be talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Abigail, what's up? Hey, I'm doing good. We, I just had Afterlife on. You were watching it with me. I'm excited to talk about it and um, celebrate the anniversary. Can you, can you believe it's been a year? Yeah, it's tough. The passage of time, it's incredible. I love <laughs> It's tough. I love acknowledging the passage of time. I, I, yeah. Why do you get so annoyed? I, th- I find time fascinating. It is. <laughs> It is. You just like Back to the Future. That's the only reason mm-hmm. you're saying that. That's mm-hmm. one of the reasons I find time fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, by the way, I'm so glad the chat is already popping off. We're going to be sci- saying hi to everybody in the chat. <laughs> I also we're going to be saying sayonara, but that'll come at the end. Okay? You can't I just want to... I just want to point out that um, AJ Quick is talking to himself in the chat from two different accounts. Oh, oh cool. That's awesome. That's all, that sounds like get, something. Maybe get some help. Yeah. No, that's... We, we encourage it. <laughs> If anyone else wants to do that, please help. Sure. Them. As long as you like it from both accounts, like yeah. the video from yeah. both accounts. Yes. As we, long as you're bolstering us. For those of you who don't normally watch our live streams on Toy Anxiety, we are going to ask you to hit that like button because the more you engage with the video, the more people that will see the video, the more we can grow out this whole YHS experiment that we're almost seven years into. And we've had a busy week. So let me recap what we have had going on here on the channel. We had our interview with Rob Simonson, who is the uh, composer, uh, did all the music uh, for the absolutely wonderful score for Ghostbusters Afterlife. That is available on the channel. Abby, we had our interview with Eric Reich, our yeah. friend from Ghost Corps. That yeah. was fun. It's a blast. Love talking to Eric. Got a little bit of, you know, I'm always interested in the development of the film and, and when the script was written, who saw it, who, who you know, went... It's the timeline. It is the time. I get really excited about the passage of time. Uh, so we, we got into some pretty good details. Uh, Jake, 
I think you enjoyed yeah. that conversation with Eric. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, it's always good to talk to Eric and, and, and it's, I think, I don't think you're excited to this, your passage of time thing. I think yeah. what it really is, is that because it's been a year, Eric's there, you know, they can talk about a little more things. You could talk about things that happened on set or little stories or whatever. You don't have to worry about spoiling something or, and, and, and that's fun. So. It's totally fun. And yeah, they, we could talk a little bit more openly about, you know, what was going on on set. And I'm always interested too, in like the release, like with all the delays and everything else. Uh, so it's been fun celebrating that this week. Um, I, I will say this to everybody. We, we do have one more big interview that we'll be dropping in the next couple of weeks. Well, we're having a couple scheduling things, just trying to lock it down, but this is one you will not want to miss. It's somebody we've never interviewed before. And, uh, you know, I think you guys are all going to enjoy that mm-hmm. once we drop it. But tonight's all about us and the fans and really talking about this movie that we we waited for and we pined for for so long. Uh, and then we finally got last mm-hmm. last year. So um, let's Abby, do you want to start saying hello to the chat? Yeah, sure. Who do we um, got joining well, us tonight? Let's fire off at everyone. Uh, we got Luke. Obviously, we said AJ was in the house. Uh, Randallorian, what's up? And Oh, also GB fans. What? They're both here. <laughs> Rich Powerball Green, uh, Geeky Scouser, and let me get. Oh, John Urkaba is adding himself at one point. Uh, Troy Benjamin, classic. Welcome, Troy. And Extraplasm Podcast. I hope that Extraplasm is coming in as two accounts also because. Yeah, that, double the you fun. Can. <laughs> Andrew Bayless, welcome back. And uh, I already saw it. And then, okay, Liz in the house, what's up? Uh, Brock Parker, Leslie, Listy, and I already said hi to Geeky Scouser. Brianna Lawrence, uh, Wild Palm Studios, Ecto Freak, uh, Jim Ariatado. So that means, yes, he's representing two different accounts. I love that. Way to go, bro. <laughs> uh, Bobby Love, and uh, pretty much. Sure, I got everyone. I did say, yeah, everyone's here. The good. Hey, Cameron. It's weird. It's weird seeing all these names because a lot of these names we recognize, um, but it's a little different than the Toy Anxiety crew. And we're used to doing uh, Toy Anxiety live on Tuesdays and seeing all those names. So I'm looking here and I'm not seeing any green. And I'm like, what happened to all the the members? We're in a different account. Okay. Different account. We do appreciate everybody being here. Yeah, sure. everybody's been supporting the, the new wife. Andrew's show. watching from Australia. I feel like we haven't talked to Andrew in a while. Yeah. Ooh, Austria. <laughs> Classic. Classic quote. Um, so, guys, it's been a year since uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife came out. Uh, we, we, you know, I, let me let me get into the viewing habits. And by the way, in, in a little while, we'll plug this amazing giveaway that we have going on here on the channel. Oh, yeah. Uh, no giveaway tonight. We're going to do that in a couple of weeks. We're giving away this sign poster. You've probably heard us talking about it. So, um, Abby, um, you watch the originals all the time. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. On tape. Oh, wow. The, the Crossroads here. And Troy, this is getting crazy. Oh. <laughs> hey, also, uh, I saw Double up for Jessica, Par- Jessica Parker, Bama Geeks, and Brock Parker are all in the chat. <laughs> I, wow. That is so cool that everyone. Hey, wait. We just brought the cross rip out of retirement. Whoa. Whoa. Can you believe it? Look at that. It's, it's here. What a good yes, job. It's a real party now. It's like a resurrection. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, it's Luke, like the afterlife. Luke's here. He's a longtime Ghostbusters person, too. He says he's standing in for uh, Ron Daniels. So there's just a lot of names. Being wow. Oh, word. Yeah. Amazing. Classic. So here's the deal. Heavies. 
You watch one and two all the time. Yes, I do. What, what is your Ghostbusters after one year? What is your afterlife like viewing habit? Mm. Like, is it on a is do you have it on a rotation? I would say because it is kind of an emotionally like uh, draining uh, experience because it's very cathartic at the end, which we all know. Oh, um, yeah, we're spoiling. Yeah, hope, you, hope you've Spoilers. seen it. It's been a year. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it can be, uh, sort of a heavy watch. I tend to feel the urge to watch it if I'm having like an emotional day, if I want to be cheered up, which is exactly why I watched the originals, um, one and two. And, uh, yeah, anytime I put it on, it does, um, wonders for my mood. Like it just brings back great memories. Plus, um, just the, the realization that like, yes, we have a really good Ghostbusters movie. That's a sequel. All of those things, like they they make me feel grounded, which is really important. And right. I think that, um, yeah, it it's it hits. It's on that uh, same level as the original, and then Ghostbusters two, and then Afterlife just kind of fits in there. Yeah, Jake. Um, how, I know we all kind of we we all watched it. We had to do our research, make sure we've seen it. Yeah. Do you find yourself revisiting it often? Maybe um, you know, uh, right when it came out, I watched it a couple times. Or I would watch it, you know, every few days. I'd put it on and just kind of have it on. Right. Um, and then as time went on, I I've watched it a couple times, maybe every, you know, other month or something. But I feel like more more than anything, I'll get on YouTube and watch scenes from it. I'll be like, yeah. oh, I want to watch this scene really quick. Mm -hmm. Or I'll just want to watch the ending or something like that. Um, but I, I did watch it today for the first time in maybe a few months. And uh, And what's crazy to me, there's one thing that you say all the time about this movie is that we got the best case scenario of a movie, you know? Right, right, and, right. And, and as I was halfway through it, you know, earlier today, I was like, I was kind of watching trailers for other um, like legacy sequels, just trying to get them. Fr I was like trying to think of all that. I'm like Star Wars, Jurassic World, Terminator, which is why I watched your video. And uh, I was just like watching all this stuff and then thinking about how most of them fail at what they're trying to do very right. hard and i'm watching ghostbusters afterlife i'm halfway through it and i'm like craig is right it's witchcraft that this movie is what this movie is because it feels so it, it it's it's in, it's just insane it doesn't feel it feels real unlike you know when you watch even though i i like some of the jurassic world stuff you you, you think about Independence Day resurgence or uh, or terminate any of the Terminators. Jake, I don't actually. I don't think about Independence but what Day. I'm, but what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is like any of those legacy sequels. When you watch them, you get the sense that it's all mechanical and it's only being made. It's not being made because somebody had an original idea or is like, I can make a good movie. It's just like, Hey, people liked Independence Day. People like Terminator. People like Jurassic Park. Let's give them another one. Right. But Ghostbusters doesn't feel like that. It feels no. like somebody had a real, you know, somebody had a real story. They had a real idea. There's real. I mean, we, we know that there's real emotional ties to everything. It's right. just when you watch that movie, it's over here when a lot of other legacy sequels are kind of over here. Well, it's interesting, right? There, there's that whole like you're missing Harold Ramis and you know the story of Harold Ramis. You know why he's not there. And then they weave it like there's this parallel of real life and, and what's happening in the film with Egon. And that is uh, like this whole other emotional weight 
that I think if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, then I still think the movie is just as effective. Mm -hmm. But it's like when you watch Independence Day, the second one of Will Smith's not there. It's not because he died. It's because he just didn't want to do the movie. And they had to be like, now his son's here. Right. You're not emotionally connected to Will Smith's son. And that tethers it to like even more gravity and reality. Um, And yeah, I just agree. Thank you. Also, uh, also watching it today, it's been a while, you know, since I watched it all the way through. And um, when it got to the end, I I wasn't expecting it, but like I cried really hard, you know, and it's like I've seen I saw this. I saw this movie eight times in the theater. And it's like (laughs) usually when I see a movie that makes me cry the next time I watch it, I'm like, oh, you know, but I'm not crying again. I'm watching Ghostbusters all the way through. And I was just like what is what the fuck is happening to me it's like right. i it's so it's such an emotional uh movie it's it's yeah. great mm-hmm. um troy benjamin has a good comment he says yeah. uh afterlife is a warm comfortable blanket just like the original two films can sit down and watch with a microscope and look for easter eggs but also can turn it on and have it on in the background uh yeah i mean it, it's definitely a movie that i've just thrown on just to kind of have on as kind of your, your background noise and the thing that strikes me the most, and Jake, the reason I always say it's it's a a best case scenario, and you call it witchcraft, which it is, is that it doesn't feel to me like a cynical film at any point. You never yeah. get the sense that there was an executive who sat there and said, you know what we should do here? It'd be really cool if there was a Toyota Corolla or something like that. Yeah. You know, like it didn't feel and listen, the first Ghostbusters is full of product placement and there's still every movie has product placement mm-hmm. the sure. first ghostbusters has more than any moot the moot the studio was owned by coca-cola uh fun facts that's what you're gonna get here at YHS. Mm-hmm. um but it doesn't feel cynical it feels earnest and honest and if you know about jason and his relationship with his father and you know about the ramus family and what they went through and you know about bill murray and his you know relationship yeah. with uh Harold Ramis and how Dan has wanted to shepherd in a new film for all these years. And the fact that it all came together and worked the way it did. And the fact that the fan base, like 98% went, yes, this was great. You did like that doesn't happen in modern day fandom. Abby did what? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I think that even if you didn't know all that stuff that you were just saying, like the background between Bill Murray, uh, Harold Ramis, Ivan Reitman, et cetera, like you can watch that as an outsider type person or a loner or as someone who has like a not perfect family situation and and it can grab you and pull you in. And then you realize it's a Ghostbusters movie after you're already emotionally invested, excuse me, which is awesome. And I think that that connection it makes with people who have maybe had troubled relationships with their parents. It's, it's got something real that it offers um, like a, a comforting feeling by the end of it that I think that's why people will go back to it and why they're why it was, I think overall, like it, it was like people were pleased. People were like, this felt really good. And it was kind of a family thing, but also like, you know, it, you can, you just, it checks all the ghostbusters yeah. boxes too. Though. Mm-hmm. There's, um, there's a couple people in the chat, uh, uh, report all ghosts and ghostbusters, international cross ripper, both kind of asking about Ivan Reitman. Um, cross rip says, uh, Hey, YHS big fans has Ivan's passing changed how you view afterlife at all. Um, sure. and I, I think one of the things 
that probably gives all of us another extra level of comfort that maybe other people don't see sort of like what you were just talking about is that all of these years where you hear about the different Ghostbusters films, you hear about Dan saying this, you hear Bill, there's rumors, Bill ripped up a script. There's rumors, Bill's like, I'll do it if you kill me. You know, it's like, nobody (laughs) wants to do it. You hear back and forth, back and forth. And it all makes you start to get so, uh, makes you feel sort of like, well, now I don't want it to happen because it's just bad feelings around it, you know? Um, But I think one of the most important things about afterlife is like, everybody was on board. Ivan was on board. Bill was on board. Everybody's on board. And it, and, and asking about Ivan specifically, it just makes me every time I watch the movie. Now, all I can think of is when we were at the New York screening um, for New York comic con, how like insanely excited he was to show it and just watching Ivan like freak out and, and be excited that we're all about to see the movie. So yeah, I guess it is like it gets hard. It's weird watching Afterlife now, and it's like, okay, well, now we already had Harold that you think about while you're watching it, but now you're also thinking about Ivan while you're watching it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it brings me back to honestly, like those good memories, like you're mentioning, Jake. Like, yeah. uh, I was reading through my uh, my diaries, my travel diaries, you know, the little leather bound thing I've got. Whoa, and, we um, should publish those. Yeah, I know. I was going to say maybe we can take it out from the paywall and let everyone listen to it because it's on oh, right, Patreon. Right, or right. you could just sign up for Patreon. Yeah, or, do that. Yeah, <laughs> do that, no, give us that the money. There, now it's commercial. Um, yeah, but no, reading through that, like I talked about how happy Ivan seemed on stage and how excited the cast was and um, how funny everybody was. I mentioned how I'm like, there's literally a, a sentence in there where I was like, I'm most excited to see Logan Kim and get like, more from him because there's just I was like he's literally the funniest person that that was on that panel yeah um yeah it was just it's exciting uh it's um it's definitely like what no in the wake of Ivan Reitman passing away like I think it just brings uh it's kind of an it it brings good feeling yeah to you and yeah it brings back tough. good memories like I said it brings back a ton of good memories and I think the thing that strikes me is somebody who is absolutely mortified and terrified of dying uh which you all should be um I uh you know I I contemplate my own mortality a lot and I think about life and I do we were joking about the passage of time earlier but I do think about the passage of time and how you know we went from hearing about Ghostbusters afterlife to this whole development and doing live streams like this and connecting with friends and, you know, all the delays and pandemic and everything else. And now we're on the other side of it. We're about to get ready to ramp up for the next movie. It's crazy to me that we were around Ivan, you know, he, he did New York comic con. He was at the world premiere, which was, you know, a year ago, two days ago. So just a year ago. And he passed away in February. That's only, that was only three or four months after that. So the fact that Ivan was able to, he'd only made one movie with Jason. They did a movie. I think uh, he was a producer on up in the air. Um, <laughs> right. And uh, because he was able to come together and make this movie with Jason and make it this real like connection between them and then have so much pride in the movie, you know, uh, it's been said, Jason said in an interview, nobody watched Afterlife more than Ivan. You know, he, even after the first screening at CinemaCon, Ivan was still giving Jason notes, like after they screened the movie publicly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he was invested in it and he was proud of the movie. And 
you know, when you hear McKenna Grace and Logan Kim and 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 everybody talk about it, like Ivan was like had this kind of grandfather kind of you know feel on set and he was so supportive of it and clearly the comedic director of our you know of our lifetime he made some of the great comedies of of our lives ghostbusters and stripes and and meatballs uh all with bill murray uh and a lot more watch draft day draft day is great kevin costner okay what i'm saying is the fact that he did this and it was almost like his his final tour of duty and then he passed away seemingly peacefully with no public knowledge of any illness or anything it's just one of those weird things and it it does add another layer of levity levity that's not the word i was looking nope. for Depth. Uh, <laughs> levity, Gravity? you know just complete humor it's afterlife no it adds a, a layer of uh you know emotion right yeah. an extra layer of emotion on top of everything that's there and listen, we're we're hardcore Ghostbusters fans. We're always going to talk about the emotional aspects. We even have gotten to the fact that the movie's very funny and very amazing with some of these. Uh, yeah, it's great music. Great music, great action sequences. So yeah, it's just I could go on and on uh, about it. So yeah, it's uh, it's tough, and I, I I do wonder. I would love to, you know. Hopefully, we'll get the chance to pick Jason's brain again at some point. I wonder how the passing of his father affects his approach to the next movie. Right, like all we have to go from is that he wants to direct it and is yeah. excited to have a sequel. So, but I wonder, Jake, do you do you think because this was such an emotional movie and such a departure for what maybe people expected out of a Ghostbusters movie, do you think they're going to carry that kind of feel into the next movie, or do you think we're going to get a what you would consider a more traditional? Come. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be much lighter. Um, I'm not saying that they're I'm not saying that they're going to be like, all right, well, Egon thing, we did it and we're done. We don't have to talk about Egon anymore. I'm sure there'll be something here or there, but sure, sure. But um, yeah, I think we're over that kind of hurdle, uh, and it doesn't make sense for the next movie to also be uh, to make me cry every time. I see <laughs> right. it. It's I mean, not going to be might, Star Wars, but it yeah. it will probably be a little more feel good, a little more, you know, a little more Ghostbusters too. And that's what we want. Yeah. That's what the people need. Yeah. yeah. Um, Abby, let's talk about the cast of this movie. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of anticipation about Finn Wolfhard and Paul Rudd. Just in viewing it earlier, like what, what are some of your takeaways, some of your surprises about the performances? Well, I mean, yeah, everyone's excited about Finn Wolfhard. And it, as I recall, at first, that was like kind of brought some heat because people were like, what is this stranger things? Um, but Finn Wolfhard can do other things. And when it came to watching the movie, like, honestly, McKenna Grace and Logan Kim's performance were like th together, their chemistry. Like, that's what really stuck with me. And that was, I think, in my opinion, the best part of those were just that relationship. Um is really awesome and i think mckenna grace really it just plays that role really well of being like kind of a picked on outsider um and that relationship she forms with podcast is one of the most emotional like moments i think in the movie when they become friends and decide to be lab partners um so that's that, one of my favorite yeah. lines is she's like i don't think we're going to be doing any labs but yeah okay. yeah yeah as much as i and i do love carrie coon's performance and obviously paul red but like the two of them are like that's the heart of They're the movie awesome. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like 
we've been kind of like fan casting the next Ghostbusters movie for like I know I've been doing it like my whole adult life and like I I'm trying to go back I haven't listened to our episodes where the news was starting to break that it was going to be kids I don't remember ever having an issue with that but that I remember being surprised because I didn't expect that now that we've seen the movie it makes all the sense in the world because of the story they told but Jake um kids and movies can be uh kind of risky yeah kind of, for sure you know? so what i'm asking you is do you <laughs> do you approve do i approve after the fact i do yeah um i, I think whenever we found out it was going to be kids i think we didn't think at the time I thought we were like, oh, you know, the kids are going to be some main characters. Paul Rudd's going to be a Ghostbuster. Like, we thought it would maybe be a mixture. Uh, I didn't think it was just like, oh, the kids are the Ghostbusters now. Um, Right. So I I think there was definitely a time where I was like, there's no way these kids are going to be wearing proton pads. I I think it was all the way up until the movie came out. You know, I think even before the movie, right before the movie came out, people were still like, yeah, well, who, but who's going to be the Ghostbusters? You know, who, how, what's it going to be? What combination of people? Who's going to be the new Peter? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I I don't think it's going to be exactly like that in the next one. I, I, I think we'll probably have, especially with all the Winston stuff kind of trying to reopen the business. Like there's no, I think there's no way that it's like just the kids in the next one. Right. It might, it might be a mix. There might be two different, uh, we don't have to get on to what we think the, well, we'll you get, know, we house might we'll be, it. but we'll get into some predictions later. Yeah. Um, I think people were caught up in thinking like Ghostbusters is a business who will reopen this business. There's no way these kids are going to be doing the, the finances. <laughs> yeah. What are they going to go to school? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that once the story, like Jason, you know, when we interviewed Jason last year, you could find it in the archives. Um, he talked about like he even said he's like, this is not Ghostbusters three. He said Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis are the only two people in the world who could write Ghostbusters three. Right. He said something along the lines of, and I'm just, uh, you know, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Just levity. It's more levity. Um, <laughs> He basically said that this is a continuation of the Ghostbusters story, but this is not like the intent. This is not just the third story. There's a wealth of stories that happen with the Ghostbusters that unfortunately we're probably never going to see in film form, whether they do it in a comic book or animation or whatever. I I would be all about that. But this was him saying there's some sort of legacy story to tell here. And it's very much rooted in what Jason Reitman does best, which is a grounded, uh, character-focused, character-driven story. If you watch any of his movies, like he's never done special effects and that kind of stuff before. Like I can't imagine how daunting of a task that was to think of. Like we're using green screens and there's things blowing up and there's a car chase. And by the way, but to go to like the most talented creators and people to make those special effects and to, to design Muncher, uh, Bryn Mithany and like, uh, Ari and Tutin, like those literally like, and then, um, who's, uh, forgetting his name, who was going to be on the show. Benny. Yeah, yeah. Literally. He like, might join us tonight. Maybe sure. we'll see if it happens, but we'll like, like the team of people that, Jason Reitman and Gil Keenan brought together to work on this and bring it to life were are were just so the best people. Um, right, and I, I think it was really smart because, like you're saying, like doing special effects for the first time. But they were all Ghostbusters fans, and I mm-hmm. and I think that is a big deal. Like I imagine that everybody who works on a Star Wars movie is a Star Wars fan. Okay, 
but this Ghostbusters is a little bit different than Star Wars. Like everybody likes Ghostbusters, but are you? Is this? Do you consider yourself a fan? Is this something that's important to you? Did Did you grow up with it? That's um, the kind of questions I believe that they were asking of the cast and crew when they were putting this movie together. And I mm-hmm. think that it really shows in in a it shows in a, in a not obvious way a lot of the movie. There's things that come through. There's like a DNA. And there's a lot of showing and not mm. telling. And speaking of showing and telling, I have a show and tell right now. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. bring on. Tell us about it. I have a guest. Show them. Yeah. I'm going to show them. Show them. All right. So joining us right now, our good friend. We haven't talked to him in a while. Oh, my God. Here he is. All the way. Whoa. Hello. It's Chris Stewart Hi. from the Good Hello. Interdimensional up, Hello. Proton Charging. We couldn't do this without Chris. Yeah, that's a lie. We well, we could have. It's no. a nice lie, but it's a lie. It's a fucking lie, is what it is. But I wanted you to be here. Uh, and uh, you all, anybody watching this knows who Chris is. Chris, how are you? I'm good. How are you all guys right. doing? Good. I think hey, we're man. doing pretty good. I think uh, you know, coming up, the last couple of years have been weird. I don't know if we've yeah. actually had you on since we did the second trailer review, which would have been. Year and a half ago, wasn't I on with something with Ryan? Something we do a roundtable. Oh, I think we were gonna do a roundtable. And yeah, didn't. I don't know. I can't keep up with all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But the fact it, you're it's been here, a while. you're here. Yeah. Any count, it's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's been, been, a been a while. It's been at least a year. It's been at least a year. <laughs> how yeah. uh, how are things up there in old Canada? Uh, uh f- slowly freezing as they do this time of year. Yeah, mm. that's unfortunate. <laughs> um, right when you said that, your screen froze, which was hilarious In- to me. Oh. Uh, but you're good now. Um, so, uh, Chris, you know, co-host of the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossFit Proton Charging. I don't think anybody, literally in the world, had documented uh, more anticipation for Ghostbusters three or a possible Ghostbusters three over the years. Proton Charging going all the way back uh to to the mid 90s so and you haven't really had the opportunity to talk a lot about um afterlife in, in a public forum so <clears throat> how how are you feeling uh, about afterlife yeah, well in general are you okay <laughs> you got a fever what's going on up there no yeah i mean just in general now that we're a year out um yeah no it's good i what i'm enjoying is kind of the long tail of why Troy and I kind of punched out a couple of months before the movie came out, which was to go in as clean as we possibly could. And what I hadn't anticipated is that, like, I've literally, I started watching it before because you invited me on and I was like, well, I haven't seen it in a while. So I put it on. I'm still only halfway through, (laughs) which brings the count of viewings to three and a half. Wow. Like I literally wow. saw it three times a year ago, and I think I watched little clips here and there over the year, but I have not sat down and watched it again. And um, I mean, I could dive in and just start dissecting it, and every time, like again, watching it last night, I'm starting to, how did that work? What's How does that link up later? Like, I'm starting to ask questions. <laughs> I'm starting to stare at the background more. So, and but but that's fine. I think I feel like. I'm never going to be able to re-experience like the slow 10 plus year rollout of seeing the first movie and then kind of getting to, you know, Ghostbusters or proton charging sort of thing. 
Uh, it's going to be much shorter no matter how how I cut it this time. But I do like just sort of like, I feel like it. I sit down, I enjoy it. And yeah, <clears throat> I don't know if that makes any sense whatsoever, but. Um, I, I think it does. I think what you're saying is, uh, actually, Abby, what's he saying? No, I understand. <laughs> that's, that's the place you're in right now. Um, well, by the time proton charging came along, mm -hmm. Myself and other fans and all that, like, and it and it only accelerated over the years. Just started digging into the movie, like tearing it apart. Where was that film? What is that thing? Who is that guy? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Like when I started proton charging, Aldo Ray Estes, we didn't know who he was. He was just that guy in the background that was prominent. But mm -hmm. slowly but surely, people figured out who that was. Etc. Um, when I started proton charging, widescreen was not. No, it wasn't available, actually, now that I think about it. When I moved to Vancouver, that's crazy. shortly mm -hmm. after starting proton charging, the the VHS with the widescreen came out. And it was only then, and and, and now everybody's used to once a year or whatever, it shows up in a, a rep theater near their house or something like that. Screenings back then were rare. So it was only about the time we moved out here that I got to go, the, the UBC Film Society put on a screening of this ratty, torn up, like it was the jankiest I'd ever seen. And um, sitting there watching it with my buddy and realizing because we're watching not not VHS letterbox, but big screen uh, letterbox, we're like, Haha, that's the porn guy. Like, you know, we, oh, yeah. that stuff was mm -hmm. like, that, that trickled out over, you know, from 1984 as a fan and, you know, and all that all the way up. To, it was a slow accumulation of, of details. This one hit the ground running. The minute the trailer showed up, the minute the movie came out, the minute the yeah. version dropped, people just started tearing everything apart. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. That's just that's where things are now. Right. I, however, I didn't feel like I really wanted to get that serious about it. I wanted to kind of go back to slow absorption of it, sort of thing. So, well, it's, it's, it's a lazy approach because it means everybody else is going to find a whole bunch of cool stuff. I don't have to. Me, so. No, that you can start making TikToks with fun <laughs> facts. That oh yeah, I feel like I need to make a TikTok where like get back on. Did there. you know that Ron Jeremy was a Ghostbusters, and all the Gen Z kids will be like, "Who's Who Ron, was? Jeremy? <laughs> Ron Jeremy? He was. What's a Ron Jeremy?" Um, Chris, I, I totally get it. I mean, we're we're in that day and age where it's like you have the build up to the movie, and then it's out. And then it's on digital, and then it's on DVD, and then you can just consume it as much as you want. And then if they have special features, you can consume those. And like, I don't know if we'll ever get back. Like, it's crazy. In the last year, we got new deleted scenes for Ghostbusters two, and we just got the first round of deleted scenes for Ghostbusters two. Yeah. Where it was you know four or five years ago? So I don't know. I feel like what you're doing is like a healthier approach. Because, <laughs> yeah, because exactly because you can mm -hmm. you can enjoy what it. you're saying is we have a problem yeah and... just a psychologically sound approach and mm -hmm. we need some therapy mm -hmm. yeah. oh, we definitely it's, it's, it's I, anybody they can dig into it however they want I'm not going to stop it I don't think it's wrong I don't think it's harmful anything like that I just leading up to the movie kind of because of you know Troy and I talked about it a lot and like how can we preserve are we even able to preserve that sort of keeping our heads clear before we go in stuff that's getting harder and harder all the time yeah, and then yeah. the logical extension was that was do I have to see like part of what I was explaining there was I saw the movie when in theaters in 84 I didn't see it in a the theater again for probably another 10 years 
Right. And then the 10 years after that, I maybe got to see it in theaters another four times somehow sort of thing. But it was slowly increased. And again, so home video. Yeah, I, saw, I got to see it on TV and you know, home video came out. But that's pan and scan. I'm not seeing all of it. Then VHS Letterbox came out with wonderful little clips at the beginning of Martin Scorsese explaining to you that the tape's not broken, that black band's supposed to be there, <laughs> and you're technically getting more, not less. And, uh-huh. and then... You know, um, about that time, I'm in the middle of proton charging, and I was lucky enough to go down and, and talk to the producers and get a peep at the first DVD of Ghostbusters. The laser disc was out too, right? Stuff like that. So, it, and and even then with DVD, 720p, and you know, and then yeah. Blu-ray, and now we live in a 4K world. So that's how long it took to get from 1984 seeing my theater screen up to I can watch it whenever I want in the highest definition possible for the first movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Afterlife went to 4K the second it dropped, what, three months after the movie went to <laughs> Right, theater? right. And you can just like, consume yeah. it, right. Yeah. So like I say, if people want to dig in, that's great. I'm kind of like, ah, it, it'd be nice to have something, right? Like every time I watch it, it'd be nice to try to recapture that, see something new. Right. You know, sure. I'm not I'm not pushing it. I'm not forcing it, that sort of thing. So I mean, I, I watched it tonight. And like I was saying earlier, I saw it in the theater eight times, and I've probably seen it another six full times since I've owned it. But I was watching it earlier, and I noticed a whole ghost that I missed every other time. I paused it. I was like, oh, I was like, what was that? In the background of a scene of the scene where it's like the where she's serving the the zombie coffee. If you look out the window, the fire trucks go by. But then, like a fire ghost follows the fire trucks. Never noticed. I I re went back and paused it and sent it to our chat. I was like, guys, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Did they add this in? Right. I noticed it. Somebody pointed it out to me a couple months ago, and I had, I had never seen. I want to know more about the fire ghost. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, Chris, Abby, yes. Jake. Uh, I'm glad you're here. This is fun. Uh, we appreciate everybody being here, yeah, uh, supporting the, the channel. It's it's really awesome. There's some really good conversation going on in the chat. Uh, if you're not a subscriber to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And I guess I should let everybody know we are doing this giveaway. Um, there's already over 400 people entered. The giveaway will happen in a couple weeks. And what it is is when there was a, a little movie called Ghostbusters Afterlife being filmed, they had these... Uh, advanced mini posters that you got a um, picture. Can you pull the picture up? Yeah, is that I'm, too much work? Or no, I'll, I'll get it. I'll mm-hmm. get it up. Um, there was a uh, uh, this poster. This uh, they had a bunch of these posters signed by the whole cast, uh, as well as uh, you know Jason and Ivan and the original Ghostbusters. You know Ernie, Dan, Bill Murray. Everybody signed this poster, and there was a very limited quantity of those and. Our friends at Ghost Corps were nice enough to uh, donate one of those for our giveaway. So I have a picture of a framed uh, version of the poster here, and it's going to load up in just a second. One, two, three. I was just going to mention, John Yerkeva mentioned in the chat that the fire ghost is in the art book, which I. Oh, very Yeah, cool. that's what he was mentioning. And that's good. You can go find it. Look good, at it. Good yeah. Stuff. Uh, that's a great book. Uh, so this is what the poster looks like. Um, the one we're giving away will be signed by all the exact same people, but obviously this is not the one uh, that you're going to get. 
yours will not be framed. Uh, but this is an incredible item. It's signed by uh, everybody. everybody. Annie Potts, Paul Rudd, McKenna Grace, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson. Everybody. Everybody who's in the movie, essentially. Mm-hmm. It's also weird that like it's from the very small amount of time where they used that logo with the rivets. Like that yeah. didn't that didn't go further than like production. Mm-hmm. It's not on any of the if right. I'm not mistaken, it's not on anything like official that came out with Afterlife. It was just I mean, I think the even crazier thing is is it says summer twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> um so what i'm doing right now is i'm putting a link to the form to enter that giveaway and you do have to be subscribed to the channel and fill out the form and then in a couple weeks we're going to do another live stream you will not have to watch it live to win but we're gonna we're gonna make the live stream worth it's gonna be fun to give that thing away Mm -hmm. um so uh that's kind of a holy grail uh copy of uh i don't know not not a copy it's the real deal but it's uh it's if you're an autograph collector or a Ghostbusters fan, that's a that's a hell of a prize. I say so. What do you think, Ab? Yeah, I'd say so. Like it's it's something that I personally want, and it, yeah. I've had to tell Jake and Ab, but we can't exciting. enter. We can't enter our own contest. Can't I can't I'm win entering, it. and you can't stop me. I've already <laughs> filled the form out. Who is who is it's Sh- under a different name? Jacob Schnalsch. <laughs> who is? I don't that? know. Hey, I don't know, but he sounds cool. He mm-hmm. sounds awesome. I bet he has like cool car and everything <laughs> um so chris um, yes. building up to the movie i know we all deal with head cannon and trying to like not write the movie in our heads and set ourselves up for disappointment once you saw it did it whether i i know you enjoyed it but did it did it kind of align with what you thought it was going to be did it did it go any places that were really surprising to you um surprises <laughs> surprised that they put the pan to the sky for Harold in the middle of the movie a little bit <laughs> oh, in the middle of the, the last part well, but yeah yeah. I, <clears throat> I'm just joking I, I, that was actually really nice it's just awesome. not something you typically see like that would any other movie that would have been like the last shot before going to credits or whatever sort of thing. So right okay, hey, of- real quick, I'm sorry, I fucked up. The rivet logos on everything. I get it. Sorry, guys. Everyone's le- everyone's <laughs> yelling everybody's at yelling at me. I got it. I'm He's sorry. wrong. There's sorry. rivets everywhere. Sorry. <laughs> but I will say, Jake, that is the only poster that looks like the original Ghostbusters teaser posters. Right. Right. So there. it is. Yeah. So mm-hmm. there, everybody. Mm-hmm. Why do we always end up fighting with our listeners? This is the, every po- the bane of every podcast. Ban, ban, <laughs> ban. So um, otherwise, I well, again, myself and Troy, we punched out early, so I tried to not go in with a lot of head cannon, to be honest. Um, uh, part of hiding from the lead up to the movie was just to try to tune out as much as that last furious rush of of info and chatter and conversation and all that i mean we put in troy and i put in our speculation quite a bit leading up to that point sure sure at a fairly high level and some of that actually kind of loosely panned out but i was happy to leave it at that point because you get too specific and then you know it feels weird it, it shouldn't but you kind of set yourself up to watch a movie and go huh like that yeah. was not right because you've locked it into your head um Star Wars. <laughs> It worked out about as, I think, technically better than I could have thought, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know people debate back and forth various things about the movie, but um, about they should have done this, they should have done that. That's not right. That's 
there's there was no perfect answer to a lot of the things they had to contend with going into this movie. And I think maybe there was maybe a couple of different ways they could have gone on a couple of different things. I don't know they would have turned out to a better effect. So really, they went with what they liked. It kind of addressed a whole bunch of stuff they were stuck and saddled with. It worked about as well as you can figure. And mostly what I hear complaining people complaining about is they went in and they didn't like that the original guys were dropped in at the beginning. And then you talk to the next guy and he's unhappy that the originals weren't there from frame one. And it turns into weird subjective taste. Sort of right, point. right. I know every time we've watched the movie with AJ Quick, he always goes, I forgot. Th- he always forgets that the guys show up at the end. <laughs> and that's a testament which to is the a, movie. Which is a good thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a testament to, mm-hmm. you know, you're so invested in the new characters. Um, I loved it. Uh, we we did we had a, a here in Vancouver we had a screening uh, that Sony put together like they did everywhere else, and I got to bring uh, Thomas and uh, I have not forced Ghostbusters on Thomas in any way, shape, or form, which is why I wear a Ghostbusters jumpsuit sometimes, and he dresses up as um, <laughs> a Demon Slayer from anime. So you know it's. <laughs> Two different worlds. Also cool. But, mm-hmm. but he'll hang out with me if I'm watching the old movie or stuff like that. And I invited him along, and he loved it. He thought at that point, so whatever he was then, nine-ish, he had, had and thanks to the pandemic, had maybe seen half a dozen or a little over that, half a dozen movies in theater. Okay. And yeah. he proclaimed Afterlife the most fun he had had at a movie theater. So, That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Good, good. So he's, that he's, was he's that right. was Thomas yeah. Right. I had an anchor that that not necessarily everybody had, which is if you go in and you bring in your kids, just kind of stop paying attention to yourself a bit, just sort of ride their wave of because for them it's they don't have all that baggage that they've brought. <laughs> like they 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 haven't memorized the credits to the first movie. They haven't, you know. Right. Well, I think that was a lot of the. The discussion about the 2016 movie, which is no matter what you think of it, if you look at it through a kid's eyes, it's going to be quite different. Like you're not going to have like an eight year old like, well, they really screwed this up. I mean, it works with parents too, right? I took my mom to see Afterlife during Christmas weekend, and uh, and and what I got was just a lot of annoying questions throughout the movie. Like, (laughs) who's that? Who's that? Is that Slimer? Right in the middle of the movie, I'm like, mom, watch the movie. Mom, that's Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah that's funny um yeah um i i really i mean i'm gonna spend the rest of my life kind of slowly evaluating and deciding what kind of impact this movie had on me i am fully aware though that i watched the first movie in that sweet spot i was 11 right you right, know kids right. movies around that age um, you don't get that again. It's really hard to watch a movie, no matter even the ones you really, really like. They don't quite hit the same way. So there was no way this movie was going to hit the same way as the original one did. So it, it's going to be a different relationship, me and this new sure. movie. To and me, I like compare that. it to. You know what I was compared to? Actually, I've never said this out loud, so hope it. Hope this work. Hope this plays out. Uh, okay. Um, it's like a your favorite band who gets back together. And they they're announcing a new record, and you're like, oh, well, we'll see. And then it's like, oh, this is actually it's different, but it's really good. It's never going to be like the first time you listen to them in that first no. album, but 
it could be a worthy entry. And to me, my whole thing is I just want to see the franchise keep going. I want to see more movies and more TV shows and animated series. And like, you kind of have to have the anchor of, of the film. And, uh, I just love, I love how much it works. Now, listen, we've been talking about this movie nonstop for a year. We talked about it for multiple years going up. Can we, is is it safe to get into nitpicks yet? Can we go there yet? <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think some critical analysis a year out is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've yeah I've had situations where I've loved a movie then cooled on it, but that's not what happened here. Mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker. Don't get me started. Uh, I think it would be okay if we did some roundtable. Like, hey, maybe something didn't work for you, or something you maybe want expounded on a little more. I think that's safe territory. Mm-hmm. Who wants to start? <laughs> i can start you can start okay i can start uh i i know why they didn't do it and i understand the reasons but i really wanted the getting the team back together scenes you know it's very clear that the it's clear to me i don't know if it's clear to everybody else but it's seemingly the post credit scene with Sigourney and Bill was originally intended to be within uh, the movie, right? Right. The, there were scenes of the original guys, whether it's, you know, Winston and, and Dan, maybe Dan had an extra scene. I don't know, but I wanted more of that. I understand that for the average audience member who maybe isn't a Ghostbusters aficionado, jumping out of Oklahoma into New York City three, four times might be a little jarring. It might have, you know, affected the pace of the movie and that kind of stuff. But selfishly as a Ghostbusters fan, I want as much of the original guys as possible. So that that's a nitpick, I think. I, I don't think that that's a... Uh, I think a lot of people might agree with that. Um, not that I want to see like every... like. I don't need to see every instance of them making... I don't need a road trip movie with the original Ghostbusters trying to get yeah. to Oklahoma. Actually, I do. I do. I said that, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I said that loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just a little bit more context because when they do show up, the three of them at the end, it is a little jarring. It's like... It's, it's just a little bit jarring. It works and it's amazing and it's funny as hell. And- but your brain begs the question, like, how did they assemble and arrive so quickly? And... and- together that that definitely like is something that when i'm watching it have a little issue with. Now, am i imagining things uh in my head or was there supposed to like there was hinted that maybe a comic series was supposed to kind of fill in. Bit of that in a bit mm-hmm. well they announced or it. leading up to the movie maybe or they said that the dark horse series was going to fill in the gaps between right two and three but i mean that's that's 30 years yeah i mean in a world where they're talking about putting a series on netflix and all that with another movie coming if you want to get the hype going i would uh like to vote for a 30 minute netflix special or a one hour netflix special that's nothing but the three guys after ray hangs up the phone oh yes and yes vagman by night yeah i was about to say do like a disney plus one hour Exactly. Road trip, yeah. yes, that's fan. I'd love that. I love that, Chris. I right. would love to see that. Uh, Winston, in. Winston rolls out the uh, the executive jet, and off they go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, how funny would this be? Winston rolls out the executive jet. 
and he goes in for a coffee. He comes out. Vankman's putting a Ghostbusters logo on the side of the jet. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, it's a tax write-off now. <laughs> I could write? What? What is this? Am I Gil Keenan you now? You can do it. Is that me? Yeah, I feel like my overall main complaint is like maybe just wanting a little bit more <clears throat> of everything. And um, yeah. I don't like to nitpick, but yeah, I would... I kind of felt like I wanted to uh, meet podcast family and kind of get a little bit more of his background, a little bit more of uh, just a little bit more, more grounding to that character um, so that yeah. you can like figure out the timeline, how he gets places, if anyone's worried about him, et cetera. Um, I think that's funnier that you don't like the that fact that you never get his name or <laughs> it, anything. It doesn't about, not he's work. just it's, there to me is. I think that's kind of a throwback it's to just eighties, eighties yeah, Amblin. Probably, like, yeah. Like, yeah. The three other kids from ET. Like, don't they have families? <laughs> right, right. I can, like I said, it doesn't not work. It's not like it it ruins the film, but I'm just right, because right. I like podcasts, wouldn't mind seeing yeah. like I having see him his podcast set up. I want to see filled him, out more. I want to see his home studio. <laughs> yeah, and also he, wait, he doesn't have a home studio. His setup, he literally walks around with him. That's his oh, set, right. that microphone is his setup. Well, how come that's I, true? podcast action figures don't come with the little shotgun mics i think it does does it not yeah he's he's recording into one that looks a hell of a lot like he's holding it like this but it's supposed to be held like that (laughs) right right. here's the thing uh marketing opportunity missed was a lot of movies tend to have little uh podcasts leading up to it the fact that they did not release unironically small five minute or ten minute podcast with logan kim in a serious yeah. voice reading off yeah. paranormal mm-hmm. stories awesome. <laughs> with the occasional uh, restaurant review oh god yes. um, <laughs> here's the thing wanting to know about these other characters and all that is is a healthy sign that the franchise is heading where we want it to go which is yeah. they're now expanding things um it will drive a lot of people nuts that this movie left a lot of questions what the hell was shandor up to why did he bury himself here um, you know, what was going on with Egon? Where does the family come into all this? What the hell is the timeline with Egon and his family? And then there's all these other characters. Whose podcast? What's going on? What have what have uh, Peter and Dana been up to? All that sort of thing. It's it's fine and it's 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 where everything should be heading. Like they should be in the next movie, getting back to New York, kind of reestablishing that there's now a, a, an active company. Go fight something, you know. Uh, different for a change um, <clears throat> uh, and then just start expanding out from there It, I think one of the earliest things all fans argued was is that Ghostbusters should as fast as possible get itself in a position where the live action is essentially the cartoon meaning one episode they go fight a vampire another episode they go fight a werewolf another you know just anything and everything the world, the supernatural world in Ghostbusters should be way bigger than it is after 35 years. Right. Mm-hmm. We're now starting to blow it out. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I do. I do think it's a good what you were just saying. It is a good sign that we just asked for nitpicks, and everybody's nitpicks were just like we want more questions about the story that we want to learn, and not like mm-hmm. oh, I wish they wouldn't have done that, or I wish they wouldn't have done that. So yeah. Well, I mean, I have one legitimate nitpick, and we could sort this out. Uh, we could. Uh, I do too. Oh no, she keep disappeared. Going. No, keep going. You're good. Um, <laughs> because it only came up in passing, but I was to understand that Jake was annoyed that I like AJ 
framed the beginning of the movie as Egon killing himself. <laughs> um, I, so that's yeah. not a nitpick, actually. I only bring that up because it's the one thing that I it's it I haven't watched the movie a lot. It is the number one thing I spend the most time thinking about is that opening scene and how it breaks down. Like I'm still having a tough time parsing what terror dog is where sort of thing. Like, I'm well, I, I think, I think the whole terror dog thing, and I kind of wish this is something, uh, it's like, man, next time we have Jason on, it's something I, I would like to ask him a little more about is that I think the terror dogs, I think the Sentinel terror dogs were supposed to not be the same terror dogs as, I, yeah. I, I, it seems like it makes sense for the Sentinel terror dogs, the ones that stand on two legs, are not uh, Vince Clortho and, and Zool. Right. They're different. But I think maybe somewhere in the editing, they were like, oh, we just need to, it's, we don't have the time to do that. Make them yeah. the same. So that's just kind of their ghost form. Their ghostly form is the ones with the legs. And yeah, you, right. You barely right. see that. It is a little like, oh, what? It took me, you know, seeing the movie like two or three times too before I was like, oh, I think they're just the same ones. Yeah. It's it that it, that one's a little confusing. The and like I said, the whole point that he's obviously had some major confrontation at you know Chandor's Mountain, retreats from it. He he was armed at one point because we see the proton stream into the sky, right? Uh, which I'm assuming is a pack because the one that he was using to keep the thing bottled up. Uh, if that was shooting straight up into the Those air, are then like right open, away it goes. Yeah. So truck flips and he lost the pack or access to it or not enough time to retrieve it. Okay, I can buy that. Runs with the trap, gets to his big defense thing. That fails. Up to this point, it's a guy who's been fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. And then he takes out the, the thing that senses ghosts, although it's got a new zappy feature, which, and this is where I start questioning narrative versus filmmaking. Uh, Chekhov's gun is that if podcasting is going to be zapping little marshmallows later, you're going to have to show off that feature earlier in the movie. So, but is that, was he hoping to use that defensively? Why sit down? If he's still fighting, why do you sit down with your, right? Like, and then he's got the thing that tells him a ghost is approaching, but he doesn't hop up ready to fight. Like, and then again, the narrative versus filmmaking. Did he sit down just because that was a good lead-in to the Easter the egg chair. nod to yeah. the first movie with the chair? It gets a little... So I'm still kind of struggling with that. But what I... And I, I've talked about this elsewhere. I It wasn't so much... I, I think early on I said I called it like, Egon killed himself, and it it I, it kind of came across as like suicide. He's like suicide. sacrifice. I've been trying to clarify it that it feels more like a sacrifice. <laughs> you're on a you're on a campaign. Yes, clearing <laughs> your, clarify. Even, yeah, even yeah just for, for myself, right? Because I I spent some time going. Okay, well, you know, yeah, maybe he just got overwhelmed. But I was like, well, that's kind of sad because what that whole and this is the the thing, the one millstone that this movie came in with is they were going to have to deal with the fact that Harold Ramis was gone, that Egon was gone. So they made it an important part of the start of the movie. It seems a little weird then to have him 
sucker punched or jumped or uh, whatever. I kind of like the idea that he went in with his eyes open, that he wasn't going to walk away from it. He hid the trap. The house is in the kid's name. Um, and this, and like I said, again, narrative versus whatever. The whole thing with the chess later on, I like to use that as an excuse to think that the beginning of the movie is Egon making his plays as a, uh, a you know, a tactical, intelligent mind, a chess player, running out of moves. Like when you run to your house and the giant capacitor running the garden size trap to, you know, <laughs> design to trap major entities and it fails you and you don't have your proton pack, you have been cornered. But if you don't want the world to end, he sacrifices himself, which sets off the movie. The links aren't the strongest, but I actually like the idea that if we're going to honor Egon as a character, if we're going to honor Harold as an actor, Egon goes out knowing full well what's going on. Right? This is funny. It, Jessica, I still want to know if the PK was in the kitchen junk drawer. <laughs> hey, that's where I keep mine. <laughs> it's got all the sauces. Yeah, it's got a bunch of sweet and sour sauce stuck to it. Um, yeah, somebody, somebody in the chat's talking about he had a, he could have had a heart attack. But that's the sad thing, right? Like that is that is the, that's it's, that's right up that's right up there with Harold Ramis is alive and well. No, he's not. Well, that's right. sad. Egon's up and fighting. Oop, heart attack on him. I was like, I it's would very, rather. It's, it's very funny to me how me and you are basically on the opposite. Uh, yeah, we. Yeah, I because I. Your take is well, on. I just well well. I mean, it's confirmed he had a heart attack. He did not kill. Like, okay, where was that confirmed? Him. Who told tell us me. that? We we, huh? we were told that by. Uh, so what? We, real right. quick, that's that's that's. I think Eric told us that at some no, point. Didn't he? Somebody. I'll told tell us. you. I'll we, tell you. We were told talking us. about it. Our next guest told us. All the way from Canada, who's on mute. I hope he knows. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Matt Provencal is joining us uh, as Alf. We'll see. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the biggest Alf fans I know. Matt, we're going to bring you into this conversation here in one second. Because I think there's some good conversation going sure. on here. My, my main thing, Chris, is that to me it seems yeah. weird, morbid, and disrespectful to be like, we're going to bring Harold Ramis back and make him fucking kill himself. <laughs> that is weird. Okay. Sorry. I See, get, I get, I get your, yeah. I get your, your thing between kill himself and sacrifice, but still to me, that seems wrong to do. That seems weird. Yeah. See, I, I, I I'm not going to, I'm not going to disabuse you of that. You're you feel, feel your feelings, live right. your truth. I, that's fine. And this is why I'm trying to make the distinction between killing himself. Because when, when I first watch it and everything flashes by and he's got the PKA meter, I couldn't make heads or tails of what I was seeing there at first. Yeah. It felt a lot. It like happened so quick. And, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe to stop himself from being uh, possessed and then an instrument to go back and disable the, the traps at the, the sure. mountain, he took himself out of the equation. Yeah. Then as I rewatched it, Visually, none of that is indicated. Like, there's no real indication of heart attack. There's no right. real indication that he got a zap in. Was it a like he zapped the the did he zap the sentinel uh, terror dog and it kind of flowed over to him? It's left open for us to fill in the blank. So for yeah. me, I go. I see what you're saying, but this is why I wanted to distinguish the whole sacrifice thing is not a that he deliberately died, but that he was prepared to die, like. 
and I mean acceptance. Right. You're bringing up acceptance of it, kind of like, an acceptance of it. Like, obviously, you know, hoping maybe that's not how it goes. But sure. if that's how it goes, it goes because he's put pieces in place. He hid the the thing in a trap that you know he, he'll leave to his 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 clever uh, grandchild. He'll all this stuff. I um, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I'm getting old. One of the thoughts kind of, I had it and it kind of wandered off. But the that's fine. The, that's okay. the long and the short of it is, is for me, <laughs> Egon as a hero character, I needed him to have a hero out. Right. And hero out to me is uh um plays up to his qualities. Smart, thinking thinking advanced thinking ahead all this sort of stuff like he needed a he needed a, a so he he died um that's a function of the of the reality of the filmmaking which is Harold's not around mm -hmm. it would have been a really weird movie to have fake Harold walking around an entire walking and talking through an entire <laughs> I don't movie. want to see that movie I don't want to see so that he movie. he had to he had to he had to go away so if you're going to take him off the board he needs to go heroically. And for me, I prefer to give it that slight bent where uh, it was a sacrifice, a heroic sacrifice play. Not See, deliberately necessarily, but prepared to, I will fall off the cliff so somebody else can get the, you know, right. save the day. Because the hero's way to go is die it. trying. Like, right. I understand. So I don't know what happened to Matt Prov. He was here. Uh, he got well, tired of holding his hand, and he probably just said, "Fuck it." He's well, like, he thought the topic of conversation was too. He was like, "Wow, they're having a serious conversation." Exactly. <laughs> and he's like, "No, I'm to done." Be, to be come Jason, back, Matt. Jason pointed. Okay, so yeah, it's it's it is in the yeah. There's a line in it where she says, "Pretty sure it was just a heart Phoebe attack." Phoebe says he had a heart But again, I, I think there's some co uh, some context. So, um, sure. uh, oh, he's back. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hey, Alf. How's it going. Sorry, uh, microphone. No, you're Alf, good. You're good. Alf was uh, messing around with uh, the audio video. Oh, I saw he was having a <laughs> what a rascal. Uh, yeah, if you no. don't know who Matt Provencal is, longtime member of the Ghostbusters community, uh, yeah. original host of Cross the Streams Radio. Uh, you know, people like uh, th the reason why the three of us do what we do is because of people like Matt and Chris. And uh, uh, Matt, you're more than welcome to join in on the discussion. I, I did want to make a point about this. I think yeah. there's probably a a middle road and some context here. Like when we talked to Aryan about that scene, you know, he told yeah. us mm -hmm. what was filmed was much more violent and graphic. Yes. Yeah. So I think there, I think he probably, you know, he did have a heart attack, right? I do not think Egon took himself out with, the, with the, the PKE junk, junk drawer meter. But I do agree with Chris that he was prepared he was for prepared that outcome. and yeah. i think the re you know it is a little bit of a leap of logic like why is he depending on his granddaughter to come and you know carry on this legacy and, and fix this problem because he unfortunately he's already tried and the original ghostbusters want nothing to do with it so this is like a last ditch effort for him i think i do believe that jake kind of what you were saying the terror dog stuff is a little bit confusing i could totally buy himself I don't think he was trying to get himself cornered, but he realized once the Sentinel Terror Dogs in the house. Yeah, he. There's, you know, Chris. He might have like I, I'd have to I'd have to put it back on and watch that beginning again. But like, mm -hmm. you know, you were saying like why isn't why wasn't he using the PKE meter? Uh, probably for that reason, like what you're saying. It probably was a, I'm prepared to do this thing, but yeah. I think maybe the arms catch him too quick. He drops it. Possibly. 
Yeah. It's kind of strange. Like taking a PKE meter with that little zap function feels a lot like you've been having a knockdown drag out in an action movie and you're down to like a butter knife sort of thing. A right, gun, right. With a mm-hmm. gun. Like it's like, what did you hope was going to happen? The fact that they filmed more, A, again, that's just good filmmaking. They had a much bigger thing that they could lean on. But I think anybody could have guessed too in a movie where you gotta uh, bring back three original Ghostbusters and all this stuff, you're going to have to cut some stuff down. Right. Uh, yeah, they just tightened it up. You know, there was no need. But that whole, if they actually did shoot a much more violent uh, fight, yeah, that was an Egon last stand. What's yeah. weird about it then is that in the cut, it feels less of a last stand. It's more, it's more of a whimper that you kind of have to read into as a heroic ending than, right. you know, he dies with his boots on sort of thing. Um, right. Yeah. Um, Jake, I know you have uh, some nitpicks too. I want to get to those. Abby, do you have, before we go to Matt, do you have anything else to on this specific topic of the opening of the I film? mean, I think we've wrapped it up. It's like it was inevitable. Yeah. Uh, also, there's that level of acceptance that we mentioned that Egon obviously has. Um, and I don't think it's that darker place that we've mentioned with like suicide. I think that it was uh, something that, I mean, he passed away and it had to be dealt with. And I felt like that was the choice that Jason Reitman made. And it didn't confuse me. It didn't take me out of the movie. Um, and it, I'm glad it wasn't yeah. like he dies in the car act, the car wreck. When, you know? you, when right. you're on our level of like picking through all the little things like we do, it's yeah, it's right. worth discussing. It's and we have talked about it since the movie came out and like right. gone back and forth. Uh, Matt, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, just thanks for joining no, us. Th- no, thanks for for sending me an invite. I was hunkering down because you know how things are in Canada, Chris, you can attest to this. Um, we are hunkering down for winter and uh, things are deathly cold and I will soon have to go out and fight some polar bears so that I can scrape the ice off my car so that I can, you know, to do regular commuting. So, you know, yeah. it sounds awesome. normal, normal everyday yeah. stuff. So it's fine. What a hibernating. What do you call I, a dead yeah. polar bear? What's that? <laughs> I, I said, "What do you call there. a dead bull?" Oh, what do you call oh, that's a ghost- <laughs> Hey, that's a Ghostbusters yeah. Afterlife hey. reference. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Anything you want, uh, Matt. So, so yeah. we we were gonna do a roundtable back in God January or something, and of we 2020. just twenty <laughs> twenty. At <laughs> some point, we were gonna have some sort. We were gonna have you on. It's been a while, and at the last time you were on, you told your incredible uh, uh, heavy metal. Ivan Reitman, oh, national yes. security story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's very, it's odd because I'm getting Facebook memories from Michael Gross because uh, mm-hmm. he had just, just recently, he had passed away about six, seven years ago. And um, I'm getting all these Facebook memories of him lighting up my newsfeed because he was, uh, he used to post funny pictures of his cat all the time when he was living out in Oceanside, California. And he, he just he'd stay up till like three, four in the morning and just like, he thought the Facebook wall was like a private chat, so he would just <laughs> just go off the rails, and so he would just tell me crazy mm. stories. Like this is before Reddit, so he would just—I yeah. don't know—I was there, I was working, I was video editing, I was doing editing with Cross the Streams, and uh, we, me and Brandon were just like, "Can, can Mike? Do you just want to like pick up the phone right now? I know it's three in the morning, but do you want to like mm-hmm. hang talk?" Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, he'd share share some really crazy stories. Um, heavy metal, the movie, uh, was actually produced in Ottawa as well too, where I am right now. And, uh, the animation studio, the former location 
is actually several blocks away from my current house, which oh, is wow. weird. Uh, it's now, I believe, a liquor store. So I think it's oh. kind of suiting. But uh, yeah. Most most animation studios do become <laughs> some yeah. sort of... All the successful <laughs> ones do. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt, uh, so, so yeah. I know you, you, know, you, you guys that cross the streams, much like Chris and Troy over the years with their respective sites, you were all in on covering Ghostbusters 3 news and tracking... Yeah. Every word that came out of Dan Aykroyd's mouth. Oh my god, we got burned. We got burned so many times. So <laughs> the first, like the first instance of Cross the Streams Radio, basically started when Brendan and I found out that Dan Aykroyd was going to be uh, signing uh, liquor bottles uh, at the animation at studio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at the animation <laughs> studio. Uh, you know, it was just it was like 20th anniversary of heavy metal. It was just what you do. So no, he uh, he was signing like six hours away, and uh, the event was at. 10 or 11 in the morning and we were like well we're just gonna drive at two in the morning and then just get there and, and no no sleep and uh, we'll just start drinking immediately and just go meet him <laughs> and that's exactly what we did and uh we kind of got him off the record on a whole bunch of stuff and he was really happy about meeting us because we drove so far and he knew where we were from and then from that point on we were able to schedule another interview with him and then um you got to remember, like, IMDb was, like, Wild West. You can just sign up with your email, and you could, like, call anyone's agent. Like, you could just do that. <laughs> that's so that's what we did. So yeah. these two guys from Ottawa, we were, like, calling, like, uh, agents who worked on Law & Order so we can get in touch with Ernie Hudson. And then we ended up calling <laughs> Ernie Hudson on set of Law & Order SVU, and we ruined a take. Uh, that was funny. And uh, he actually answered his phone in the middle of it and was like, uh, hey, guys, I, I know you're calling me, but uh, I'm working. Can you just like just give me a, give me a ring like two hours from now? And so he was really nice about it. And that was the first instance of getting Ernie Hudson on the phone and, and talking with them. And that was 2009. And then we just kind of kept it going from there. And then so sure funny. enough, we're talking with Dan Aykroyd every single time we run into him. All these like lcbo liquor signing crystal Light vodka stuff and he's like matt brendan okay we're shooting in toronto <laughs> <laughs> this is like 2011 <laughs> so i'm like so are you, i'm like dan are you for real he goes like oh yeah man we got productions offices ivan's already got set up you know i've looked at the next draft i'm sending it to billy we're off the we're, we're gonna see you in the fall man we're gonna send you we're gonna, he's like are you he at one point said something like, "Are you guys union? Because we, we, we <laughs> oh might need my to God. put you in, like we might need to put you in the in a few." I'm like, "What the oh fuck?" My. He thought you're gonna be doing sets. Yeah, That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> the funny one of the funniest things I remember uh, was it was like holiday season 2012, and CBC Radio got word that Ghostbusters Three was getting a green light again, and um, they put out a random call to people who might know something. And I think I think Jason from Ghostbuster News might have thrown thrown us under the bus because I think he got a contact and was like, oh yeah, these guys are in Ottawa. You should talk to them. <laughs> and so we're like, well, we have a story for you because Dak Roy just told me that we're doing... No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so wow. uh, Brendan and I ended up on CBC Radio uh, and oh, we like man. said that it was 100% confirmed that 100%. Uh, like holiday... 2012 like release uh, the crazy me thing meanwhile meanwhile ivan's in there listening and he's like damn yeah yeah <laughs> ivan reitman's in like toronto near sctv offices and he's like 
frantically calling CBC radio, like, get him off the air, get him off the air. Well, the crazy thing, too, is like, yeah. I always think about, not that I want to ruin everybody's fun here, but <laughs> Harold was very sick at this time, and it That's was right. nobody knew, like, like nobody no. ever said anything. I think they no. all thought maybe he would, because you can recover from from the uh, vasculitis. Yeah. So, oh, it was kept, it was kept way, way in the dark. Everyone, yeah. I think they they really respected the, that it was a private matter, and that they just wanted to see if he can get better on his own accord. And right. you know, he was talking with top physicians and everything like that, but. My God, Dan Aykroyd, ultimate cheerleader. This guy kept it alive. He pushed the video games really hard. Uh, Ernie Hudson was just like kind of there for the ride, and he enjoyed every convention he showed up to and was just happy to be there. Um, when Ernie Hudson came to Ottawa in 2013, uh, I ran into him, and he's like, Matt, how's it going? And that was weird. Like, I'm telling you, like, starting as a kid – and then watching these movies and then you flash forward to high school and then I'm, I'm reading what Chris writes on proton charging in the library. Uh, and then I'm saving his articles on a floppy disk drive so that I can <laughs> tell people about it. It's 2000, 2001. I've, you got the disc. You're like, I'm watching Chris. Turn to ashes. Down. I'm watching Chris turn to ashes right now. as I tell him like what I was doing in high school. Yeah, well, he was thanks. like updating the website. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well troy too troy you know his uh ghostbusters hq site yeah had all the script stuff and then um yeah it was just crazy and then ernie was like hey man i heard you're getting married do you want me to officiate i'm like get the fuck out of here i told him that <laughs> right to his face it was so weird i was like there was like 100 people behind me waiting for his autographs and i'm telling ernie to kind of jokingly go fuck himself and it was very funny and then we got to hang out with him at the in the uh, green room, and then um, that was like probably one of our best Cross the Students radio episodes ever. Me, Ernie Hudson, uh, Brendan, Dan, and Adam, we just hung out for two hours. That's awesome. And we just kind of just set up a Zoom recorder and just completely unedited. I think we just cut out some tail ends of the us setting up and us saying goodbye, but we left pretty much the whole episode as is raw. And uh, Matt, is there an archive? You know, can, can people go back and listen to that stuff anywhere? Uh, good question. I have stuff on hard drives, it's not on iTunes anymore because Apple pulled it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quality, maybe we didn't want to pay Apple Music anything. I don't know what, what the deal was, but I mean, you guys uh, were that's old school, like you were like podcasting in the, in the early days. It's yes, crazy. so what's crazy is, is that. Our website and uh, good old uh, Ron Daniels from Ghost Heads, we had to include instructions on how you could put your episodes on iPods. That's what we had to do. Oh, my God. Because wow. it was like, you, please make sure you subscribe to this RSS feed. If you find this episode, make sure you, like, on, if you're on a Windows computer, you right-click. It was like, what the, f I don't know, man. Weird. Man. Mm -hmm. This is, those were the days. So It's awesome. That's good it. story thank you for sharing that stuff yeah. it's awesome hey man it was just really cool to see full circle and then you know seeing afterlife actually on the screen like yeah i didn't know that this movie was actually going to happen until i sat down in my chair on friday night because that's when i was able to see uh the movie uh opening day here and it was at uh the cineplex vip and i was watching you guys you know live your experience through new york because that that was a wild ride man that was seeing that 
And then um, I get an email from Sony. They're like, congratulations, Matt. You've won Ecto Cooler. Uh, what's your address? I'm like, I sure hope you ship to Canada. And so they did. <laughs> you won then, some. Wow. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. Did you so get the, the special seat, box and everything? I did, yeah. The special box is in uh, that corner right oh, there. Awesome. There it is. Next to my Pepsi Perfect from Back to the Future that I also won from Pepsi. It was That was another contest. <laughs> winning all the good stuff. I'm winning the good contests. So, um, so, so uh, yeah. So, I'm just so happy that it's, we actually got Ghostbusters Afterlife. And that is a best case scenario. And yeah. then, Chris, you've uploaded Danny's uh, Ghostbusters 3 Hellbent uh, script where it's painfully obvious that he had just gone out of a screening of Men in Black and was frantically <laughs> trying to recreate the rap. I love that, by the way, because yeah. you can see him like, he's like, you know, the good guy's dressed in gray. Hey, it's Ray. <laughs> You know, stuff like that. It was, <laughs> there's some funny stuff. Yeah. Wow. There's some that's, great lines. There's, there's great some great bars, that. man. There's some great bars in that. So. Yeah. We should record it. Oh, no. <laughs> we should we should yeah. fill it out. I, I like I, I actually would I would love to do like a fully produced re but you just can't. You yeah. can't uh, you know. Like I was gonna say the thing with Dan Aykroyd is that he as an extension of his love of blues and R and B, he's completely on board with the world of hip hop. The trouble is, is that <laughs> his sense of flow is kind of stuck in the early '80s, where everything <laughs> is four four lines, two rhymes. I like, mean, is that yeah. is that those those lines for the I'm Dan the Aykroyd? And I'm here to say, like, it's like, oh boy, are those available publicly anywhere online? The 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 rap. You know what, Dan Aykroyd party with Tupac, so. Yeah, you know that's, true. So yeah that's true. So he can do he, whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. That's how he learned. That's how he learned. That's going to be our next YouTube video. Did you know Tupac had a heavy influence on Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> <laughs> That's going on a t-shirt. Yeah. Jim, where's Jim? I, uh, I was laughing at, uh, at Matt talking about uh, Dan as a cheerleader because I've been to a couple of events where Dan's at and we've spoken to him. Mm-hmm. And without getting into too many details, b- on both cases, somebody came up to us afterwards and asked, did Dan happen to mention such and such to you? And we're like, yeah, he did. We're like, yeah, that's a him thing. So if you could oh. just not talk about it. Can you sign this uh, NDA really quickly? Oh, I know. what Chris, We've talked about this so much <laughs> on here. Are we, it's my favorite theme song. Ghostbusters High. Yeah. <laughs> that's one yeah. of them. Yeah. 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 Abby. So good. I love Ghostbusters High. You're huge. I'm you're still also waiting ch- for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Peter's the, the funny part is we've talked about it uh, before. I honestly think you could make it. I think there's a boys meeting as as teenagers, early twenty somethings before going off to university story that could be told. But maybe, sure. maybe. Can't maybe call it yeah. Ghostbusters though. No, yeah, absolutely <laughs> can't call the Ghostbusters. It's no, no ghostbusting in it. Yeah, uh, that's what I was wondering. Oh uh, supernatural elements. So we we uh, Matt. By the way, just to let everybody know, we'll go another twenty twenty five minutes. I don't want to. Uh, we, we've we've been having yeah. a lot of fun. Okay. Um. I, I want to get back to these nitpicks, though. I want to get. Back- <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to get too far down the road. Yeah, this yeah. Movie. We, yeah. I have so many problems with. Yeah, yeah. Where's that sad comments music? Yeah, Come yeah. On. Where is it? <laughs> um, Abby, you said the only thing you, you you said you wanted to maybe get a little bit more exploration of podcast character. Mm-hmm. Um, none of us like 
Jake, do you, do you want to bring this up? I think this is a sure. common one. I'll I think, bring it up. I think this needs to be discussed. Yeah, and I yeah. and I think also you can look at it the same way Chris was talking earlier, where it is. I don't look at it exactly as a flaw, more <clears throat> as something that I wish it was expanded on, uh, and I I'd like to get a little more backstory. Um, but in my brain, and in, in my after seeing Ghostbusters one and two, um. To me, there's no world where Dan doesn't believe Egon. Like when he's on the phone and he's like, well, he went crazy. And I'm like, really? Because you fought Gozer before. I'm ready to fight this point. Please oh, oh. explain it to me because I, I, I want it explained. I want I need a little more. I need it because it's the only thing when I watch the movie. And I and I do understand that maybe it's hard for them to figure out a way to be like well egon's over here do like why would they do that so maybe it was something that was just like oh well he went crazy and they and they go past really quick. but i'm yeah i yeah. want to hear what you, i want to hear what you got because the the deepest cut is that the guy you're closest to your bff is the one that goes you're fucking crazy yeah and i'm not gonna back you on this right like, but but they no. crossed the streams and fought Gozer in a giant Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. And the painting. How, how would how Which is would canon, Dan... by the way. The painting is canon. Yeah, yes, I is. just don't understand how Dan would go through the experience of what happened in part one. Mm -hmm. And then if Egon was like, hey, seriously, I think Gozer still... He's the... It's like, it's Egon. He's the smartest man Dan or uh, uh, Ray knows. Why I was wondering, you, I was like, have we, why just, wouldn't you believe have we abandoned that? Ray? It's just, it's just, just like we could call him Dan. Yeah. Dan and Ray stands. Have <laughs> they are just one now. They are. Here, here's, here's the thing. We, we're coming into the movie where yep. he's in a town where the town emblem is modeled after Ivo Shandor's weird little cult symbols. Right. There's a there's a mountain owned by him and the mining company well, that he used he used to to dig out the metals right. to build the tower it in New says York. Shandor, although Craig Craig said it earlier, he's like, did Egon not uh, tell Ray that Evo Shandor's body is just laying there? He's <laughs> here, seen that. The thing. This is, this is the thing. That. We're yeah. we're having trouble looking. We have to stop and think backwards. We don't know what Egon was presenting to them. Like early on, Egon might not like he. Well, I mean, until he stole stuff and ran away, he hasn't been to the mountain. He doesn't know about Evo Shandor's right. body. All this stuff. And at that point, the break has happened. So it, sure. there is room for him to sure. be like, I've got these clippings, I have a theory, and, and Ray is getting tired of it going, or it could be nothing, and this is all you're focusing on, and you're getting I don't buy that. Old. I do not buy in any world Ray would say, you're full of shit. He made a toaster dance with slime. How would he not <laughs> believe Ego? I, I just think there's more... I'm hoping that there's maybe more to that. Like maybe there is a little more to their yeah. uh, their friendship kind of falling well, apart. Yeah. That we just well, don't. This, maybe this we don't know thing. yet. The thing there is, is it is a, a sad, giant. There was a sad montage that was cut out, Jake. <laughs> like <laughs> the sad, sad version of a Ghostbusters like a, montage. Like, you know, it's like, like you know that getting that the sad, band together. You know that sad mm -hmm. montage they put in every Toy Story movie. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, it's it's like with a somber version of Saving the Day. Yeah, the Leslie. <laughs> oh man, we're we're that's framing it as we, that's the song we write, Jake. It's the sad yeah. piano 
we'll do but it has to be the the it has to be the uh what's the guy who does the toy story song that guy it has to be him it's gotta be randy <laughs> newman randy it's like it's like <laughs> he gone on he gone and went crazy <laughs> He stole our echo one and our traps. <laughs> I love LA. <laughs> All right, Chris, go for it. I was going to say, let me let me posit just something a little, uh, something here. So we're going to go into a new movie, and we've got a ton of questions. Ooh. They're just left open. We don't understand Egon having a family and why he left them, all that sort of thing. I think, and and as, as Jake pointed out, there's we could write any number of really good explanations for why that break happened because it's too much of a void. It is the whole thing we're talking about is a question mark, which is how the hell does that happen? Yeah. It's not that it's impossible. It just seems unlikely, but it happened because it's in the movie. Exactly. What I would like to throw forward is that as we go into the next movie and Bill's probably not around, Ernie's going to be there a lot. Ray's still doing the Ray occult, the, the Ray's occult thing and all that. This next movie is going to have to, or we will riot and burn the theater seats, explain a lot of stuff about Egon and his past and stuff like that. And one of the things that would be really great dramatically in a movie is somebody has that very logical question, like, like how did you stay here and leave him to his own devices sort of thing? A very good... Well, uh, question for, say, a, an estranged daughter who is now realizing how much her dad followed and loved her to turn to his BFF and go, did you know he had a family? Yeah. Why did you abandon him to go be crazy in the middle of nowheres? And let's be honest here, Ray slash Dan Aykroyd then gets to have an amazing monologue moment where he then fills in the blank on how sure. he had a falling out. I would love that. I, and yeah. you know, an, another thing that I did notice while watching it tonight is that Phoebe asks, she says this to both Ray and she says it to her mom. She yeah. says, Hey, don't you think he came out here for a reason? And they both are kind of like, he, uh, he was crazy. And it's like, oh, <laughs> come on. I, I've so, got some thoughts on this. I want to, Abby, do you in, in, because this is something we've talked about too. From a storytelling standpoint, do you buy into Ray? I would like to see it shown, not told. I think, I mean, I don't know how, because I know flashbacks aren't normally like a big part of Ghostbusters with the original or Ghostbusters 2. So I don't know if that's something that they didn't want to do, but something more could have been done. And like y'all have been saying, I think we all agree that either a comic book or a future project could explore that and it would be really satisfying because yeah, you just want a little bit more of the, um, the, uh, of just justification perhaps yeah. like a, a little bit more of I, the real I think stuff they, going between them. Go ahead, Greg. I think they touch on it. A, I think one of the, so we were told we had this interview with Eric this week. We know that the, the Dan Aykroyd monologue that scene is way longer. They had to cut yeah. it down. <laughs> There's 20 minutes of extra yep. dialogue. <laughs> one of the things he says that strikes me is when he says, when he's talking about how, you know, Venkman says we did our jobs too good. We went from 10 calls a, a week to one if we were lucky. So one thing we know about human beings, when you face like financial crisis or when you're at the top of the mountain and then you fall down, it can have a he it could take a heavy toll on people. And later on in the movie, Winston says, uh, he says, uh, look, uh, Ray's bookstore is going to turn a profit one of these days. So 
maybe Ray was falling into his own state of depression sure. of the Ghostbusters are not what they used to be. It's actually kind of like mimics a little bit of, of the real life thing. Like I want yeah. this thing to keep going, but it's just not. And maybe they're brainstorming ways to, to keep it going and keep, you know, home base alive, keep the firehouse up and running and Egon's off investigating things in Oklahoma. Maybe it just got to a point where it was just too much. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that broke Ray is that they show up to work one day and everything's gone. And I yeah. think that's the that's the that's yeah. where the break happens, where at this point, I don't care what you're saying, you just took all of our equipment, you know, Ecto-1, the old Cadillac, fuel isotopes, all that shit he's talking about. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 li I like both of those, Chris and, and Craig. It's just uh, um, like all the other little nitpick things where you're like, oh, I wish, you know, the, the Sentinel Terror Dogs would have been flat. That's all stuff that it's like, I feel like I want it selfishly. It's not things that I really think hurt the film or anything. It's just like, Oh, I just want more of that. Yeah. The, the Egon and Ray thing is the one thing that I'm just like this. I feel like I need a little more explanation. It's the yeah. only thing, but, uh, but thank <laughs> well, you. Egon's family. For me, I got a whole host of them. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ivo Shandor, why the hell he's buried in a mountain. The, the whole Shandor cult. <laughs> Should never be the focus of the movie franchise from now on. I don't want it to turn into small Smallville season one where every villain is kryptonite powered. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do think I do think we really need this whole Shandor thing filled in a lot more. And then yeah, the breakup, the breakup with the original Ghostbusters, which is which is good because any one of those, well, except for the Ivor Shandor thing, which is a story on its own. The Egon's family and breaking up with the original Ghostbusters is an excellent dramatic B story while you're out fighting some new sure. supernatural yeah. sort of thing. Right. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Matt, do you have any thoughts on these topics we just covered? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yes, Alf. I yes, I do. There More Alf. Alf <laughs> in our life. Where the hell was he? Why he was, was it the biggest? Why was it a Ghostbusters? Afterlife, dude. I got some elf going on there too. This is the only elf I have there for you, man. Um, great the, Chris, the story of how you found that tape is awesome. That it was just in a cabinet at a yeah. at the, at the school. They it's just been sitting there for that's like probably twenty years. Yeah. yeah, not influencing we, people. Yeah. I'm looking at it. I, I I'm looking at the tape. I don't even think it's been played. Like oh, I honestly oh think I'm ordering that so, tape tonight. I'm gonna buy so it. Yeah, I'm gonna I, uh, it. One thing. And then I told my wife, I was like, "Oh, I have a shrink wrapping machine. I'm gonna shrink wrap this." <laughs> Dude, and Maria's like, "Shrink You're wrapping gonna have to is epic. Your shrink wrapping is epic. It like I got the Ghostbusters cereal, Jim Mariotta. Thank you so much for the Ghostbusters cereal. Came straight from California. I'm like." Fuck! How much is a shrink wrap machine? Where is where is where do I go? It's shrink like, wrap's cool. Shrink wrap's cool. So I get into it. I get into it. Yeah. Stuff like this, it's going to be a problem in the collector's market because then they're going to be debating: is this unsee? Is this un like unopened? Like, no. I. Oh, uh, they'll figure some, it out. Some idiot in Vancouver ten years ago. They'll figure, figure it out. They'll, they'll it. measure the 
radioactive, uh, you know, from fallout. They'll know, like, okay, was <laughs> this, know. was yes. this, uh, you know, yeah. was this dated, predated from? Yeah, my my totally wife was dated. like, before you do that, you're gonna have to dust it off. I was like, yeah. no, I won't, because it was under a pile of papers. Has not seen the light of day in 20 years. There's no dust on it. It's yeah. It's, it's, That's well, insane. One thing I got to mention is because now there's this huge resurgence in VHS collecting, including with what I'm doing right now with a bunch of. I was, I was video and all that stuff. <laughs> look at yeah, no, I'm just letting you know. Yeah, look at look at behind Jack. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Oh my god! There's two TVs stacked up. <laughs> two televisions. You don't need that many TVs. Well, that's the only that's two. That's crazy. just the that's just the two you can see. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so I found out because I have like 18 copies of Ghostbusters on VHS. Um, the <laughs> tapes degrade. So yeah, it sucks because there's um there's a few tapes that I have from 87 and then 89 and um there was the um, the non RCA Columbia Pictures um uh box art that uh when they were you know changing from Coca-Cola to you know phasing that all out in the mid 90s um the tapes certain ones are they're just eroding from time so uh if you do have VHS tapes and you want to archive them or anything like that I highly recommend getting some sort of digitizing thing because I, the tapes will start to go um they make great obviously collectors items and if you love that those did those artifacts those analog mess up artifacts which i love uh then you're in for a treat but i have two copies of the tdk 1985 um vhs of ghostbusters and one is in immaculate condition the other one literally the tape is like eroding silver it's eating itself it's yeah. like the pka valence are destroying the, the tape <laughs> So uh, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it sucks because it's a, a medium that they obviously didn't think that people would still be watching in 30, yeah. 40 years. I mean, Abby had a uh, an E.T. VHS bite the dust last oh, week. Oh, yeah, oh, an no. incident. It was very unfortunate. Yeah, it, it got caught up. Oh, it got like caught up in some bad stuff. Yeah, man. and it's shit. from an autographed uh, box, too. Oh, kind shit. Of upsetting. Yeah, we yeah that... So you know the gag in Gremlins 2, right? Where the movie stops halfway through? Mm -hmm. I mean, in the movie mm -hmm. theater, they Hogan. there's Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. If you watch it on VHS, the movie stops and it looks like the tape got eaten. Um, when I was watching yeah. that, so many people got up out of their chairs thinking that their VHS tape was actually <laughs> eaten. Yeah. And then one day, we had a rental copy of Gremlins 2 where the tape actually got eaten. And then we were staring at static for two minutes and we all thought it was part of the part bit the and, old uh, gremlins 2 vhs and i'm like everyone do don't do anything this is a joe dante trick just let it go <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come back guys this it's is classic dante it seems like he maybe extended the break for the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> extended director's cut of gremlins 2 vhs um, gag, yeah guys we we haven't so here's the deal we we only got a few minutes left we have not talked about much about what we you know, we actually we did cover a little bit of what we think the next movie is going to be about but we're going to the chat we're fielding some questions so if you guys oh. want us to tackle anything uh report on ghost says uh who from afterlife stays and who can we do without um well i think chris nailed it no more evo shandor uh yeah. i uh <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I don't i think the whole cast will be back I don't, yeah i, I, don't do I hope so i hope so i really I hope that uh, they all come back and then the, we have even more people more special guests more surprise cameos like i mean for god's sakes i know rick moranis just did a um seller commercial for ryan reynolds for like 20 seconds i think he can do a 20 second cameo 
I think the, the stars might be in line for that. I really hope he does. Like a walk-in surprise or something. I think that'd be right. nice to see. I think here's hoping. Uh, we, here's I think hoping. We'd, all, we'd all want to see Moranis. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, Troy Benjamin. Oh, God. What's, what's the one? Why is he here? Troy, just hop on. I know. Come Come on. On. What the Troy, fuck? what's the deal? Son of a bitch. Yeah. He's too busy uh, watching hockey. Uh, what's one piece of merch or toy that you wish they made for Afterlife and they did not or have not yet? Mm. Uh, remote controlled with a penis on it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, no, I no. got that one. Where's Jim? He's got a, the know-how on where to get those. Uh, he's got. Can't. We all have one. Fun yeah, dot, we have them. Fun fun dot com. Uh, you have them. Jake, mm-hmm. uh, a piece of oh, yeah. merch? Oh, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, it would. I, I think probably a lot of people's mind go towards um, maybe a, a better version of the Ecto One. Um, I, I, I know, I know, a, a plasma series scale is pretty ridiculous and probably out of. Uh, uh, the realm of happening, but something like that. I feel like they did pretty well with the merch for, for this movie. Yeah. 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 They scaled it down really well for more kids. ghosts. Maybe and put the go. Hey, maybe release oh. the ghosts in, in <laughs> toy form. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More ghosts. Jake's always on like a, can we can, less khaki, please? More, yeah. Less more, khaki more color, less khaki. and more muncher. There you go. Abigail? Yeah, I know. I was going to say the same thing. Ghosts, Muncher, would I'd, I'd just love to see more of that. More variety. And I think uh, I mentioned having like mystery pack ghosts would be like incredible. Blind bags, things of that nature. Um, I would have loved to have seen a little bit more of. Because yeah. the ghosts are just so just designed so well. And um, they're memorable. More of, more of these, Ooh. though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Keep, keep putting these out forever. These are cool. That drywall? Is that drywall paste? It basically is. Oh, because the Canadian versions, they were just in bags. That's why I'm not opening these. Dude, I, the, so we still have Toys R Us here, right? So, and uh, I'm just going to rub that in uh, while I can. Uh, yeah, they were, they were like, they were like toothpaste samples. Yeah. It was gross. It's pretty yeah, good. But anyway, yeah. Um, I really liked how they scaled the toys down for kids and yeah. they made it more cost effective. So it wasn't like, you know, I mean, like, God speed to Hasbro with the Haslab proton pack. Cause man, that that's a beast when that comes everyone, yeah. everyone who got one. Oh man, Merry Christmas to you guys. You're going to have, a, <laughs> you're going to have an awesome time. But um, all the other stuff, I thought it was priced accordingly for the, for the kids. And uh, I would like to see some more stuff. Like Jake said, like something more in the line of the Kenner size, because a lot of people are getting the, you know, the old guys, the old yeah. stuff yeah um see that firehouse up there looks good yeah yeah and the proton pack which i scored at the uh flea market sale off of uh i got tipped off on that on facebook marketplace oh cool cool. very nice i forgot to say how much i spent on that but uh those those details are never very no no no. uh i saw troy mention a cali and gruberson figure which i would also want i would love yeah. possess like a possessed possess paul rudd figure yeah yeah that mm-hmm. would be nice possess paul would be it great. should have been a two there's like telly's terrible night and then it should be gruberson's glorious groping mm. <laughs> <laughs> gonna run time that stamp. by the market gonna run no that there's by no the time no that's no, nothing will ever be worse than the family who busts together come on oh, right. yeah. that one's that's some, that's how many cool. focus groups does that go through and it's still went? not enough <laughs> uh, not enough our data shows that when people recognize families busting together, they think oh, of the holidays and mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and 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 that. Chris, anything else? <laughs> anything anybody? else busting makes you think of? 
Yeah. Um, no. Does it make you feel good? Yes. Wait. Yes. What? Wait, that's good. Um, <laughs> terrible. You put that on my gravestone. Busted made him feel good. Yes. <laughs> made him feel good. Past tense. Cool. That's actually really funny. Mm-hmm. Can we do that? Let's not do that. Nobody died. I ain't afraid of being a ghost. Um, i like that one (laughs) so i think it's clear we all love this movie and we're all excited about the future of ghostbusters uh you know we all have our our digital copies and our dvds uh we appreciate you guys being here let's let's end on this note a couple more minutes Mm -hmm. we know there's a new movie that's going to be going into production at some point in the next six months we know that it has a release date we know that uh, we're going to be continuing the Spangler story. We also know that um, these kids that were all 12 when they filmed this movie are all going to be like 16 32. and 17. Yeah, yeah yes. we're looking at college age. <laughs> yes. yes. Actually, uh, Trevor is taking over uh, Winston's company. Zedmore Industries is now run by, by Trevor Spangler in my head canon. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are we all feeling? Like, it, Does it feel weird going into like or starting to prep for this this it almost feels like I'm not ready yet. Like I could use yeah. another year or two. I really are could. All, like, are all of you optimistic about this uh, December 2023 release? Because I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. 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 If it gets bumped to, uh, you know, June 2024, best case scenario, right? 40th anniversary <laughs> marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be. Train. Yeah. 40 years, man. You know, you know how many other box sets we're going to have to buy now? Oh, man. I think they <laughs> that's could okay because some of that's OK, though, because some of us w- weren't able to get the last one. You know, it was like super limited. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, get, I didn't get, get one. that one. I couldn't they get could call one. it GB40. I don't know. GB40. No. You it's or the, UB40. Red, red, red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, be the, wow. You know how the, the last one, the Ghostbuster logo was doing like a one and two, but this one, he's just pouring a 40 of malt liquor on the sidewalk. Moogly. Moogly's crossed the... Uh, yeah. He, the encryptor of blood. I don't know which one. Which one is uh, he? Moogly needs the, the VHS tape from Chris. Yeah, <laughs> just, so, just Sony. If you're listening, please, Eric, tell tell Dan next meeting, 40th anniversary, 4K steel book. They look exactly like the VHS covers from the. Yes, 80s. please, just do That'd that. Cool. Do do a Best Buy steel book, 4K release that looks like the VHS covers. The end. Hey, home run. Home I like run. home run. Or or the No Ghost will have a one, two, and his foot. <laughs> his foot will have a three. Okay. Yeah. There cool. you go. Uh, Chris, this next movie, have you even begun thinking about it? Um, no. I haven't, <laughs> really. Okay, bye. Well, I mean, Easy. yeah, it's a, really, it's a really boring answer, but now having been successfully punched out of the gotta find out what's going on every minute of every day for mm-hmm. like a year and a couple of months now, I'm kind of comfortable here. Um, <clears throat> and more to the point, the community is exactly where a lot of us uh aj uh, myself um anybody that had any sort of vision of this whole fandom as a community sort of thing um we finally got there right like it is now self-perpetuating it is large enough that i, I i'm um i don't think i'm uh, up to this point was alone in holding up the community anything like that rather i was just trying to play my part and i actively at times felt like if i punch out now is the void does the void get filled and uh 
we uh, when Troy and I walked away from the podcast, that's exactly what happened. We uh, for uh, uh, for various reasons had to put the podcast aside, and yeah, now how, I can't keep track anymore. <laughs> There's like five There's or a six bunch of Ghostbusters podcasts. podcasts. I really <laughs> like um what uh, Jim is doing with ectoplasm or extra yeah. not ectoplasm. Sorry, Jim. Extraplasm. Extraplasm is great. I keep listening to. I know they make it UK centric, and that's another healthy sign. Uh, but uh, Ecto Crank's uh, podcast is great. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dutch, or not the Dutch, but the German, the Deutsch, uh, the Germans have been doing their own podcast for a while. I yeah. can't listen to it for obvious reasons, but um, <laughs> it's it, it. We're at a point now where I actually am comfortable enough that. I've, I've walked away and, you know, there's new generations of 20 somethings with disposable incomes and lots of energy that will keep things moving forward <laughs> as the franchise grows. Right. Yeah. yeah. So no, I haven't thought about the new movie at all because I can actually legitimately enjoy just tuning it out until it's, you know, closer to showing up or the trailer drops or what have right. you. Chris, that's a, that's a, that's how oh, I ahead. felt when I we pulled the plug on Cross the Streams in 2014. We uh we ended it just as the reboot cast was announced. Oh, wow. And uh <laughs> was that ever karma? That was that I avoided all of it. I watched all you deal with it. I you you guys have convinced me. Craig, can we stop? Can we stop this? This is it. This is, this is we're episode. done. Last episode. Thank Hope God. everyone enjoyed it. Very quick, very quick note. Yeah, very quick note. Twitter might be shutting down like tonight, so I hope. Oh, is, it, back is it happening? Oh I man, are they doing? I think it's happening. I hope they're. Are they doing a countdown? That'd be fun. They should have a ball drop. <laughs> I want yeah. I want to be. Yeah. I want to. They're gonna sell T-shirts. I was on Twitter for the for the shutdown. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that girl to save from the shutdown. They're holding up signs like an Independence Day. Like bring yeah. back Elvis. <laughs> yes. I want to. I want to take a moment here, and I want to apologize. This is a good public forum to apologize to Matt. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, Matt and uh, them uh, invited me a few times to come on across the streams and it only worked out once, but unfortunately they being out East, yeah, I was doing it on my phone and I had to leave. I was, our offices were small then, so I couldn't bug the guy. So I stepped out into the sidewalk. I'm standing on the sidewalk, sidewalk hedge (laughs) window where my office is hoping that I can still touch into the Wi-Fi. Amazing. Talking to these guys at, you know, three in the afternoon my time but evening their time that was the only time they could do it and it kept cutting in and out and it literally cut off at one point and i just said uh f this shit and i just walked away <laughs> <laughs> you know what we brought we probably were like that's right chris that's exactly what i would have said and it's like and that was the perfect sign out it was like 15 no. minutes in and i just i i was like i'm not going to struggle to get back here so i just sort of abandoned the mid podcast so i'm they sorry like all good man no. see we, we're mending fences yeah that's right and it's actually the we only to shut t- off a live stream there's never been strife in the community <laughs> never never not once never happened. No. Yeah. As a matter of fact I should write a really nice letter in the uh, Ghostbusters uh, fandom worldwide uh, Facebook page and uh, just say how much I'm so happy that no one is posting the same stuff every three hours. And no one, everyone's just getting along and just really happy with GB 2016 and that that's how they should continue on with the next. We're just, 
I'm yeah. just so happy that they, everyone gets along so well. What we're a little YHS is like an island, right? We just we we it's our own little personal echo chamber. It's fine. It's perfect. Yeah. It's the way it's, it's comfortable. Abby, next movie. Can't wait. Um, I'm excited for the hype. Like that's my favorite part is the build up and getting oh, uh teaser trailer casting trailers, announcements, trailers. like couple little pictures on set, mm-hmm. um, little posts on Instagram, maybe things leaking. Like that's the stuff that I like. I don't like leaks, but I do like to see things <laughs> happening and and coming from Ghostbusters and uh, from Ghost Core. And I'm I'm just I'm waiting. I'm ready for it. Cool. I really enjoyed the last one. Like we've all agreed. Yeah. yeah. Jake, you ready for this next one? You ready to do this all over again? Yeah, I'm re- I mean, I'm ready. It's been fun. I had wa- watching Afterlife today. I kind of had my first. Um, oh, it'd be cool if they did this in the new movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I haven't. Yeah. And I know, Chris, you were you were talking about how dangerous that mm-hmm. is. And I and I know it's dangerous to have those kind of thoughts. But I was watching the movie and they were all doing, you know, it was this, the car chase scene where they're all, you know, Phoebe's on the, the gunner seat and there's a remote. And I'm like, this was built into this car when when our four original Ghostbusters were still Ghostbusting. Wouldn't it be cool to see them doing this? And I'm like, man, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be cool if that's how the movie started? Was like the opening scene was kind of a maybe a de aging or something, and you were watching the four yeah. original guys bust a ghost in the ecto on the gunner seat with somebody doing the remote control. And I was like, it's not going to happen. But that was my first little taste of like oh, pop quiz, that. pop quiz. Original four, who's on Gunner seat? Oh, it's Ray. You think Ray? Ray's Peter. on the. I, 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 yeah. Peter's on you Gunner's think Peter? Seat. I would do think a real Ghostbuster nod. I get it. I would think Peter though would want to do the less work, so he would be like exactly. I'm drive. I, I would think he would want to drive the car. <laughs> yes, I agree. I could see him begrudgingly like I could see Ray wanting to take the seat and then Peter giving it to him. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. he calls Gunner. Listen to they got to call. Just- they get a call. Ray's like, I've got Gunner. Peter's like, oh, darn. <laughs> you know what? I'd pay just as much money, though, to see Winston do it. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah well, because the line, the one of the great lines of the movie, I don't remember this job being so painful. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I, but I can so also awesome. picture, you can also picture it as, you know, there's like, you know, the um, somebody's got to go down there scene. It's like, well, somebody's got to get in the Gunner seat and they all just yeah. kind of look over at Ray and they're like, you're doing it, you know? <laughs> Oh, man. Guys, by the way, thank you so much for the chat. This was yeah. so much fun tonight. Um, listen, let's 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 end it here. Ben Edie says hello to everybody. He could not make it ben. tonight, uh, but we'll uh, we'll uh, uh, I just imagined uh, Harrison Ford. Ben! Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I always see his name and I go from the Simpsons. No, Ben, no. <laughs> by the way, we should ben. speak of Harrison Ford. We might be getting that uh, Indiana Jones trailer in the next couple of days. So oh, so. that. We'll be launching our eighth podcast. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's called uh, YHS and the Last Crusade. And uh, it's going to be great. Um, I'm very excited about what's going on with Ghostbusters. Listen, we relaunched our YouTube channel. Uh, the toy content got to be much more popular uh, and, and engaged <laughs> on the other channel. And uh, we're not going to fight the YouTube alg- algorithm. So no, don't. right now, this is this channel will feature all the, the YHS-specific and Ghostbusters-specific content. We hope you guys subscribe. We're going to do more of these live streams. Tons more content coming. We've had all these interviews uh, that went up this week. Thank you to all of our guests. We are sitting down with star of Ghostbusters Afterlife, McKenna Grace, sometime in the next week or two. It has changed and has been 
gone back. Yeah, and well, forth. if you've seen her uh, posts on social media, she's yeah, recovering. She decided, she's going through a lot. She had a, a really serious a spinal surgery, but she's doing awesome and she's recovering. And uh, we're just trying to lock down the time, but it will happen. And uh, you can go to the archive and find all of our other Ghostbusters Afterlife content. I've said all my plugs. Make sure that you enter the contest. I will put the uh, link in there one more time. We're going to do that giveaway in a couple of weeks. For our guests, Matt, do you have anything to plug? What do you got going on? Are you? Yes. Where's Cross Streams coming back? Should go? God no, uh, no. <laughs> uh, what's happening is is that um, the reason why I've been so crazy busy on and off. I know we've been trying to do this roundtable all the time. Uh, I work pretty much full time as a uh, professional videographer here in Ottawa, and I've been doing a lot of music video direction. And uh, coincidentally, on Saturday. Uh, one of the music videos that I was able to direct and shoot and edit with a um, uh, pretty predominant uh, indigenous uh, music band here in Ottawa called Twin Flames. Um, they're up for two Native American Music Awards for Best Music Video and Best Contemporary Video. Uh, and that's going to go live on Saturday. And uh, yeah, so I'm up for like a Best Director Music Video Award with that's, the band. Pretty awesome. That is awesome. That's so, amazing. Yeah. So I've been really busy. So if the reason why you're seeing me shit post so late at night is because I'm editing at the exact <laughs> time. So that's just a coincidence. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, uh, ever since uh, on and off, you know, coming on to the roundtables with you guys um, and keeping up with all the Ghostbuster fun, um, it's been a lot of really crazy work with um, videography and uh, short films. And now a short film is actually in the works. So I've been working on that, and uh, documentary is going to be uh, coming out pretty soon of the band. So the whole behind the scenes of how they had to, you know, deal with the pandemic and uh, remote learn and record everything, and then basically create uh, these new music videos, which has been a really amazing, rewarding process. Um, I highly recommend everyone, um, just because I know that Twitter is probably not going to cease to exist in the next few minutes. Uh, so this is uh, insane. Wants- yeah. What? I, I I didn't even know about this whole yeah. Oh, it's done, man. Yeah, it's breaking news. So, is it because wow. everybody is it because everybody's quitting Twitter? Like the company? no, honestly, I think they fired read, some more people. There's like what more. I read, Buddy uh, took over and fired everybody. So yeah, they shut her down. Yeah. So oh, uh, follow me. everybody here on this YouTube man, channel who, who, on their Instagram. Who bought Find Twitter? It. Paul Feig. Yeah, yeah. Paul Feig is left. That's all he's. It's a, <laughs> he's and gone. Brian Johnson. Ryan Johnson, Paul Feig, they're going to stay on Twitter. That's it. Yeah. That's all, all they're going to talk about. They all, won. They won. Oh, Last Jesus. Jedi, GB 2016, they won. Haha. See you, suckers. So that's it. <laughs> yes. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. So please follow everybody on all the other social media channels. Uh, I've been posting updates of all my collection stuff on there and obviously ALF memes. So I'll try to keep that up to date. Um, and then obviously I'll start plugging when I can because I signed a whole shitload of NDAs of um, the uh, behind the scenes of the actual uh, movie shoots and uh, film shoots that have been working on. So I'm uh, awesome, really looking forward to sharing that with everyone. And uh, I have a special Ghostbusters project that was supposed to show you all on Ghostbusters Day, but I got booked back-to-back shoots. So um, I'm probably going to try to showcase a teaser by Saturday, but it's Ghostbusters Ooh. Afterlife related, and it might be VHS related. So Love we'll it. Love to hear it. Yeah, thanks. Chris, cool. how about you? What 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 do you got going on? You got a kid? You got a, <laughs> I got a pile of books I want to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Um 
I'm still doing the day job, making games, video games and board games. Yeah. So if you go to Linktree slash Casquar, most of my pertinent stuff's there, you know, where I find my video games and all that sort of thing. Um, then the other, well, I had cut myself down to two social media, which was Instagram and Twitter. That may be one real quick. Yeah. And the problem there is, is that I was using Twitter's ownership of review to maybe toy around with doing a newsletter when I felt like I wanted to dip my toes back in. Uh, if Twitter dies, it may die too. So uh, Linktree well, slash... Well, if only you knew planet. somebody who worked at an email marketing yeah, company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can help you out. I was about to say, um, uh, Linktree slash Planet Ghostbusters, if, if review doesn't survive Twitter, I'm going to go over to MailChimp there because I have used their newsletter stuff before. So I'll just keep the thing rolling uh, with, uh, with MailChimp. That's twenty five percent commission for you, Craig. Enjoy. Right there. Right. Nice. That's about it. Actually, the only other thing I get. Well, uh, please uh, keep subscribing to CrossRip. I know we stopped it, but every once in a while, when you know, we we left the door open, so you know, we had a couple opportunities, and and Troy had interviewed uh, Jen, his friend Jen, about her cookbook, and that went up, and. Uh, you know, I kept, I did the Halloween thing and I think I'll keep doing that until, so, um, you know, who knows, we may find ourselves with free time and at loose ends, but you know, I think at a minimum every once in a while, a cross rip will show up. So keep in touch with that. And, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, just stay tuned because the, the, the clearing of the collectibles is, is still ongoing and it, I think it's probably going to end up bigger than I had originally intended. So you have counter stuff, you have counter stuff. I got uh, a Kenner Winston uh, and a Kenner uh, Venkman. I have uh, original Kenner. Uh, ah. those um, I have the original Kenner Stay Puff. You cannot have that. That's in the Stay Puff collection. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, we t I, don't, I don't want to belabor this point, but I was... Uh, trying to decide what where my focus was going to be, especially in a world where merch was only going to increase over time. Yeah. I am definitely not going to be able to stay on top of things. So, um, yeah, I kind of boiled my world down to Slimer, Stay Puffed, and Ecto. So nice. I think there's a lot of avenues that I kind of half built up over the years, like uh, records and stuff like that, that I'm probably going to uh, unload. And I don't know. So, yeah, Linktree slash Planet Ghostbusters, I'll I'll figure out something. We'll, say, we'll do a live auction. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. We'll do a yes to have some uh, live auction. You guys can take a commission, and uh, the other two, you can fight to make sure Craig doesn't buy everything. It'd no, be it'll be cool. like that. But those nineties, uh, you know, the QVC guys selling sports cards. Oh, <laughs> I am down with that. By the way, you remember that guy? Uh, oh I am man, down with that. Can mm -hmm. we make Ryan that guy? Yes, thousand percent. He could do it. No, because Ryan. Be this is role. how Ryan be like. Ryan would be like, if you don't buy this, are you even a fan? How do you oh, even look true. at your family in the eye? Like he's just insulting people until they buy it. Um, you know what listen, I want? I want an uncut gems movie. I want an uncut gems movie, and I know that they're working on one about sports card collecting. But I yeah. want a, a uncut gems movie starring Ryan, but it's Ghostbusters toys on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and all ecto glows. It's like somebody's uncovered like a warehouse full of ecto glows. Yeah, and it's just like eighty-five millimeter intense, just like grinding. Yeah. But Adam suspense. Sandler plays Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> Adam Sandler. All right, I'm in. Um, have you have you guys ever dreamt of finding a Ghostbusters merch? 
collectibles cache ever yeah we just yeah. you know there was we talked about it on toy anxiety somebody found like 400 carded star wars figures there was more, yeah there was more photos posted do you see that yeah yeah they, they, they up to date ones yeah like they realized a bunch of the lukes were the the double-sided the like double, the more rare yeah the double-bladed yeah, double-bladed double double luke the double-bladed yeah. luke oh, or double when, I, when I said did, have you ever dreamt it i don't mean have you ever wished it would happen what i literally meant <laughs> is do you guys have a reoccurring thing where you go to bed and you well, I, this is what I think about. Chris Stewart explains dreams to the world. Yes, I'm so uh, I daydream okay. about it. My no, I, I didn't right. think about okay. awesome the shower. So. I feel I feel like I've I've been uh, uh, condescendingly reductive now. I apologize. No. <laughs> I was just curious if anybody else had that thing. It's a it's a really lovely dream yeah. of like you enter into a warehouse and you're looking around and you realize your brain has invented Ghostbusters stuff that has never existed oh. and you found yeah. eight or nine copies of it, sort of thing on that shelf and a whole. And then you Whoa. wake up and it's kind of a sad morning because you're like, yeah. ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. close. Damn. I always thought, I mean, like the Ecto Glow Janine, the custom one that uh, that came out, that was unbelievable. And I know there's rumblings that another wave might come out. So yeah. fingers crossed. Also, uh, yeah, making making your own toys, Phantasm toys, Tom, you're blowing my mind, guys. Like seriously, <laughs> like it is yeah. so good that the Slimer teaser that you guys put out today. Oh, the, the Tony like, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit, Tony. Awesome. You're killing yeah. it. You're killing it. it. Everybody's killing it. It's a great community. We are literally um, making our own goddamn toys because the companies can't make it fast enough. It's yeah. fantastic. Or they never made it. it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And by the way, everybody, we appreciate you being here. Yeah, the chat's been awesome. Chat's like super been awesome. supportive and like saying warm, good kind stuff, things to stuff. each other. It's a real nice family scene over there. We'll have more content here on the channel coming up. You can find yes, have some podcasts at YHS Podcasts on all the social media platforms. Or actually, just Instagram, I guess. Since Twitter's going away. <laughs> yeah, it's just Instagram. <laughs> I kind of wanted to go away. One last good thing to worry about. <laughs> yeah, no, I like Twitter. I liked it until like three weeks ago. It was fine away, and then it got really bad. It got really bad, bad in really bad way. You know what? It's a blessing because now it can't be weaponized anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Thank people God. are going to have to go to the old, people are going to have to go start talking to people out in the streets. You need to read the newspaper. For Abigail Gardner, Jacob yes. Walsh, live mm -hmm. in person talks, myself, and our special guest, Matt Provencal, and Chris Stewart, we thank you for being here. We will see you, you next time. Make sure that you head over to iTunes and leave a five star review. We'd really enjoy that. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe, subscribe to this channel. Fill out the Abby. It's so funny that you guys have that. The I know. Like, this is, yeah, absolutely. This is to enforce. Hey, Ryan, yes, please subscribe. No, Abby, Ryan said, please don't forget.